This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome citizen. Ladies, woohoo! And woohoo! Gentlemen, woohoo! Welcome to woohoo! Another woohoo! Digital woohoo! Citizen woohoo! Episode woohoo! 190! Woohoo! Episode 190. Just 10 more to 200, Luke. 200, that's right. Well, 10 more, and then we'll do some really big woohoos uh, at the 200, I think, yeah. Hi, Fro, mm-hmm. everybody, by the way. Hi, everybody. I'm Fro. He's Luke. We have done this for 190 fucking weeks. <laughs> it's, yeah, we have. Every bring a show to you for 190 weeks in a row, somehow, somehow magically. I'm not really sure how we did that. <laughs> uh, without mentioning people's name and things like that. Uh, we had some friends of ours that uh, 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 didn't get along with us, to say it that way. Uh, so they started their own podcast. Hey, look, are they still around? Uh, I don't believe so, no. <laughs> I, I think they did like 10 podcasts and stopped doing podcasting. Right. We're mm-hmm. at 190. Yeah. 190 episodes. So for all you haters out there. Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. I, I mean, I don't, that's today's message. I guess yeah. that it, it is kind of the message, it, or just uh, sometimes uh, idiocy and persistence are the same thing. Maybe is another. Who's the persistent one? May I ask? Between the two of us, uh, I don't know. I think we're both a little, of the, a little of the former and a little a bit of the latter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind being the idiot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, fucking hell! That made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> the persistent and the idiot <laughs> coming to CBC this week is uh, season. <laughs> the worst sitcom ever. I can see that though. It's like the odd couple kind of show happening. Yeah, I can understand. <laughs> I can understand it. Uh, so I, I was I was thinking about something like uh, I wanted. Oh, this this week has been. Fucking weird, look. Okay. I've slept. I slept wrong. Um, do you want to hear 
how fucking big an idiot uh, I can be sometimes. I suppose. Okay. Uh, so there was this paper this week called uh, Double or Nothing. And um, I told everybody that I wasn't going to be there, but I decided the day before that I wanted to be there. Uh, was I at the pay-per-view call, Luke? <laughs> uh, no, but, I mean, you did, You said you, you thought about being there, uh, but I hadn't got, like, 100%. We, we hadn't said, like, 100% you're definitely going to be there or yeah. anything. Yeah. But, um... Okay, but uh, but you didn't uh, you didn't show up. But there were still people there. There were four, four, four five of us, five of us at well, at one point, I think. So, ah, uh, but uh, yeah, no, I'm going to tell you why. Because uh, someone that thought it was Sunday instead of Saturday was me. Oh, that that's an easy mistake to make because. Oh. Pay-per-views usually are on a Sunday, right? Always so, Sunday. Well, except for and, UFC. And UFC does do their pay-per-views right. on Saturday. So these, uh, I can understand why AEW decided to do it on a Saturday, just to be different from WWE. So that does actually kind of make sense in a business, uh, from a business standpoint. Um, did you watch the pay-per-view, so I, though, by the way? I did. I did after, yeah. So at 1 o'clock in the night, I messaged... Um, Bill and Steven, I was like, so when's the pre-show? And Bill goes like, what pre-show? <laughs> the pay-per-view. And, and Bill goes, that was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is funny because so, we talked like the night before, or the night before for me, the morning before for you. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I even said, uh, we're doing it. On Saturday, and you go, oh, I might be there, but I feel like I just want to get some good sleep or whatever. So I just assumed yeah. you were getting getting uh, your beauty rest or whatever. You know what I mean? So. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's what what I fucking need. <laughs> the Shrek, the Shrek, the Shrek looking man that I am, my beauty be uh, my beauty sleep. You gotta have it. That's right. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so. Um, and the, the, the stupid thing is that I had pre-slept, so I was awake from 1 to 7 in the night, mm-hmm. and there was no pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Oh, that! so you had, you had nothing to do, but did you watch the pay-per-view? Nine. That's what I was asking, yeah. I, I did watch the pay-per-view, yeah. What did you think? Um, you know what? I, I, I thought it was okay. I, I didn't think it was as fabulous as everybody is ranting about on the internet. I feel like I people them. have bought in, uh, they've drank the Kool-Aid a little bit on this one. A little, a little too much, yeah. I mean, I'd say it wasn't bad. I, I enjoyed no, it, a no, lot no. of good wrestling, a lot of good this, a lot of good oh, yeah. that, but um, it production value was not all there yet. I understand, This is their first... Show, Fro. This is their first mm-hmm. one, so I, you got to give oh, them yeah, yeah. a little bit of leeway. They're gonna go and they're gonna see this and they're gonna improve the next time. I got to give them the benefit of the doubt on that one, but I mean, it's just not up to the 2019 standard quite yet. It it's not even up to New Japan standard yet. No, no. But Let alone WWE, I mean, which has millions and millions of dollars, right? 
Um, I mean, uh, there was some genuine shock uh, value. Uh, I I thought I I am really marked out for big. Is it big big con? Her name is. Say that again. Is it big con? Her name is. Are you, th- are you thinking of Karma from WWE? Karma, yeah. But it's uh, Awesome Kong. Is or are you talking? Awesome Kong. Right. Okay. Yes. But she was Karma in the WWE for like a week, wow. so I'm surprised you even remember that. <laughs> I know, I know. But uh, I loved Awesome Kong. That was that was fun, and uh, Dean Ambrose at the end was also fun. What did you think about the chair smashing or the throne smashing with the sledgehammer bit before the Cody um, Dustin match? That was- yeah, I mean, it was very clear they're sending a message to WWE. I think that's the thing about this whole situation is you're going to get a lot of um, yes-men who are, even if you say even a slightest thing, like there was a three-man um, announced team, right? And JR and the mask guy I thought were really good. The other guy with the goatee. He was Robot, Mr. Robot himself. He was talking like this. Yes, ladies and uh, gentlemen, welcome to this pay-per-view. Right, and I, if you even said something like, oh, this guy could improve, there's going to be people on the internet that are going to jump on top of you because people just want something to attach to to attach themselves to that's not WWE, or wrestling fans do right now. And I can but, understand but, that, but... Oh, yeah. You... I, I can see how incredibly biased some of them are being. Is the thing? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I thought uh, the brothers match was definitely the best match of the night. Uh, yeah, I, actually, you want? Uh, um, I think it was the second pre-show match. I thought it was like a really, really good match too. Awesome. Yeah, that was also awesome match. Yeah. And it was the pre-show, which I, is like, holy crap. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's when I came into the show, and I was like, wow, if this is yeah. what the rest of the show is going to be, like, this is going to be amazing. Um, and, it, I mean, it really was wrestling-wise. And they did build some story stuff, but I felt mm-hmm. like since this was their first big show as AEW, they should have done a little more story introduction building. and story yeah. building for the people, yeah. for the new people that were coming in, but maybe they just didn't expect it. Maybe they were just uh, making this for the people who bought the first uh, All In show. You know what I mean? Like those it, people it, it were the har- a hardcore, but I think right. more just regular fans are were watching this, and I don't know that they were expecting that. I think it was very Marky Smarky pay per view. Uh, because there, there was a lot of like references to things that, like, uh, if I was completely new and I had never seen wrestling before, and this was my first paper, it would go the fuck out of over my head. Or if and you were a big WWE mark, and you went right. and you watched this because you're like, oh, I want to check out some wrestling this weekend, and you watch this, uh, you could get either confused or mad at this pay-per-view uh, for what right. they were doing. Um, but overall, I think it was good, and I think this is... I mean, this is a turning point in the wrestling world, uh, so it was, mm. it's a piece of history that we just watched this weekend. Not only in the wrestling world, but I would say in the world of 
uh, television. Uh, oh, yeah. Especially live television, because that's what this is. It's a battle for the market on live television. And we have, right now, we have two millionaires with Tony Khan and um, the McMahons against each other. Yeah. This is going to be an interesting few years, especially after the whole Fox thing happens in, what, six or seven months or something like that? Mm. Yeah, this this like the wrestling business is going to be really interesting in the next year, Fro. I mean, it's not as mind-bending and as uh, controversial as uh, another thing we will talk about later, what if, uh, because that, uh, that was... That definitely was something. It was but a before... show. It refer <laughs> it it was self referential, but we'll get to it. <laughs> oh, I can't fucking wait to talk about that. But before we go uh, into that, hey, remember last week when we said, "Hey, we don't have any news this week." Do you remember that? No. Oh, right. well, we said it to each other. I thought you were saying on the show. Yeah, last week, me and no, Fro, no. like, kind yeah. of the day before the show, so Tuesday, we were talking, and we're like, man, slow news week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Newsweek said, fuck you guys. Uh, we're going to give you 10 things to talk about, so let's go into it. Uh, uh, go uh, give me the news, the Julian Assange news. <sighs> right. This seems like our new um, treasure train, Assange. Like, we can't go a week without talking about this. I guess this is the new um, uh, Russiagate, maybe, is a better way to put it. Because there was a time where we couldn't talk, not talk about Russiagate or Brexit every week. Uh, we are going to yep. talk about Brexit this week, of course. But this has become the new kind of Russiagate is the Assange in indictment. Happened this week, and uh, he was indicted under es under the Espionage Act in the United States. It, uh, of course, raising First Amendment issues, which we brought up a lot of this stuff in the past, saying if they did something like this, this would clearly be a problem f for First Amendment. And I even pointed out when we did um, the breakdown of the Mueller report and the WikiLeaks section that if they charge him with this, they're going to have to charge American journalists as well because... In the in the Mueller report, it even points out that there was two journalists who did the exact same thing he did, uh, as far as the uh, as far as the Russia Gate stuff goes. But of course, they're not charging him with anything to do with the Russia Gate stuff. Julian Assange, the WikiLeaks leader, has been indicted on 17 counts of the Espionage Act for his role in obtaining published secrets. Uh, from the military and diplomatic documents in 2010, uh, the Justice Department announced on guess what day, Fro? Hmm, could Thursday. Be a Thursday. <laughs> That's right. It's a Thursday. <laughs> uh, this novel case raises profound First Amendment issues. The new charges were part of an expanded indictment obtained by the Trump administration that significantly raises the legal stakes against Mr. Assange, who is already fighting extradition uh, in London based on earlier hacking-related counts uh, brought by federal prosecutors in Northern Virginia. Yeah, so they're charging him with espionage, uh, basically saying that he was doing things against the United States government. Um, they're, this is, they're calling him a spy. That's what the Espionage Act is from. 
Mm. And it's like a, a you, really old, old law. Are you surprised by this? Because I'm not. No, we knew this was going to happen, but um, we should be concerned by this. All those people, all, remember when Jim Acosta, that guy from CNN, was screaming about how Trump uh, was against the freedom, freedom of press because he wouldn't let him ask a question in the White House presser? Remember that? Mm-hmm. That has nothing on this when it comes to freedom of press. <laughs> that is like a blip on a radar that disappears in half a second. It that was that was like a um completely ridiculous concept of uh fight uh fight against the first amendment compared to this. This is so much bigger that even the mainstream media now has to go, come out and say, "Wait a second, this could be bad." <laughs> You know what I mean? No, it 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 amazes me. It it's just it just boggles my mind that they 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 have kahunas to do this. I mean, everybody with uh, a higher IQ than the president you have right now understands that this is just to try to silence. Uh, a person that's trying to tell people what's really going on, like that's what's going on. If you didn't, if you don't see that and and don't um, acknowledge that, then uh, well, wow. Actually, on our uh, Facebook, we had somebody talking about this. Uh, I posted up a oh, video yeah. from Democracy Now, uh, which is a good uh, video to check. There's a few good ones on Democracy Now. They're They've been covering it really well. Um, just yesterday, they put up one that's kind of a debate piece. One person who's mm -hmm. kind of anti-Assange and one who's pro-Assange uh, talking back and forth. But I posted up one with Assange's, his attorney. He has multiple attorneys, but this is his uh, attorney from um, Australia because he is technically, he it was an Australian citizen. That's the other thing about the Espionage Act, Fro, is generally... Mm. Uh, espionage would be a person who's an American citizen, American citizen doing yeah. something against yeah. his country. Assange is not an American citizen. He's never been an American citizen. <laughs> um, so the, uh, charging him with the Espionage Act is strange in that way, let alone the other, the freedom of press stuff. But I posted up this Democracy Now! video, and I get a response from somebody saying... Uh, yes, that press freedom that released Democratic emails and enabled Trump and the Republicans to drag America back to the 1920s with human rights worker, uh, with human rights, workers' rights, and body autonomy being shelved. Really, I hope Assange gets the death penalty. Myself, uh, he oh, gets the death penalty. Myself, he's a cancer on humanity, is what somebody wrote to me. This was, of course, before the mainstream media turned around and said. Uh, this is a bad a bad thing. So this he, this person probably has changed their mind if they're one of those people that just believes everything MSB, MSNBC and CNN tells them. Um, they've probably changed their mind already and realized uh, are realizing, wow, I said something really dumb on Facebook. You know what I mean, Fro? <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, then I, re I sent him the actual video that was released in 2010 by... WikiLeaks, the video of 
our military murdering people, civilians, and journalists. Remind you that the 2010 video shows our government killing journalists in that country. Um, yeah. And that is an attack on the freedom of press, murdering journalists, right? So oh, no. I sent that to the, uh, him, and I and he wrote back, all very good, but when did it achieve... What did it achieve other than show the world America is terrible when it comes to war? Uh, WikiLeaks really just made it harder for whistleblowers as government agencies globally crack down. <laughs> so now he's blaming WikiLeaks for uh, the crackdown on journalism. Uh, <clears throat> I, it's so crazy to see people twist this shit in their head to try to make it fit their Russiagate the uh, xenophobic bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hillary lost. Yeah, Get it, the fuck over it. <laughs> I don't know. But, but that, that's that's one of the reasons why I think a podcast like us uh, needs to exist. Right. Exactly. Is calling out like like both sides of, of of this because we we are one of the very 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 few podcasts that are hated by some liberals and fucking uh, Republicans because we actually don't think like everybody else. We look, we look behind, we will look behind the story. And I, I mean, okay, people thought we were gloating and people thought that we were like shit talking when, when, it finally discovered that uh, Russiagate was a big scam. But the whole thing is, not, it wasn't really about gloating. It wasn't really about, like, look at us, we, we've been right. It was also a victory for us because we have, have stand behind it when it wasn't popular. And standing behind something that isn't popular when when everybody is saying how stupid you are and how... Uh, moronic you are uh, it can be at very at times very 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 hard i mean i've uh uh there's uh we we lost friends that's over this and it's 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 not it's not gloating to say hey for fuck's sake look we were right but it's also because it's it's actually saying hey we we were on the right side of history. Uh, maybe you should try to trust us when we say next time something is up. When you next time point out something that's coming up that everybody else is standing behind. So when I'm saying that Julian Assange thing is very very important, I'm not do, saying that because because all the media has told us suddenly that, yeah, putting him behind jail is, is bad. We have talked about this since he got into the embassy in London. Well, not quite like, that far back. I mean, we've been well, talking about it basically the entire time we've been doing this podcast, though, I would say, yes. Right. And recently, and, and we've really that, gone deep into it because we've seen the, the signs that things were coming. Exactly. And... Right. I, I think that was really well put as far as the the whole Russiagate thing is. Uh, we, we, it's hard to uh, say at the time, hey, 
uh, you're wrong to people because they're going to be defensive against you. Uh, but we had to do that. And then when you're right, people even get more mad because mm-hmm. they were going to be defensive in the first place uh, if they were proved wrong. Uh, and it's not that we want people to feel bad for being wrong. It's that we want people to realize they're wrong and move on to the next thing, the more important stuff. <laughs> and and sadly, and sadly, the Julian Assange thing is a part of that Russia guy thing. Oh, hundred percent. That's what. That's what people don't understand is 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 connecting those two dots together, and and actually like seeing a, li- a red line between those two things because it's it's not talked about in the media. And you know who uh, it connects? The, the thing that nobody in the media is talking about, how this c- connects, is it connects Trump to Hillary Clinton. This is Trump right. is the person who's charging Julian Assange under the Espionage Act right. for these things that happened in 2010. Uh, but mm-hmm. you can tell it's very related to this whole 2016 hacking, and I say that in air quotes, uh, of Hillary Clinton uh, and her campaign, which... It's so connected that you. It's almost hard to say that Trump isn't doing this because uh, of Hillary Clinton. But people want to say that those two are um, opposites, that they're enemies of each other. Well, why is Trump doing this then? Mm. No, I mean, if if we really want to take our, up our conspiracy hats and. And put it on. We could say that Hillary Clinton was the fucking reason Donald Trump is in the White House in well, the she first is. place. Yes. Yeah. Pied Piper strategy, right? I would even uh, even to go even more conspiracy theory. I would say the Democrats wanted Trump to win over Bernie, and so they they, it, they would have been happy with Hillary winning, but they would have been happy with Trump winning as long as it wasn't Bernie. Hmm. Right? I mean, that's what WikiLeaks even told us with the emails, is that that's what they wanted. Um, That's why they were fighting so hard against Bernie. My suggestion is that maybe they're happier with Trump in there than they would have been with Bernie. I voted for Jill Stein. Again, something uh, we mention a lot. And people gave me a... People still give me crap for voting for Jill Stein because they say, oh, that was a vote for Trump. Uh, Voting for the Green Party doesn't ever do anything. Uh, well, maybe you should look at what happened in the UK this week. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're going to talk to, about that a little later. But uh, before we go to, to there, ding dong, the witch is dead. Ding dong, the witch is dead. The ding dong, the witch is dead. The worst uh, female prime minister of uh, the United Kingdom. And yes, I know there was uh, another lady called Margaret Thatcher. So the worst prime minister of <laughs> female prime minister of the UK uh, uh, sent her good advice this week. Are you happy about this, Luke? I mean, we've kind of been saying this for a long time. I, I was so surprised when it actually happened. <laughs> yeah, because I think we've even been saying like, "Oh, there's rumors she's going to be uh, kicked out." I think we even said it last week, and we're like, "But the yeah. we've been hearing that since basically she got in." And it this actually t- came true. So I guess I am happy in that sense, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I 
I'm very, very, very surprised by this, to be honest. Her, did you see her cry? Did you feel sorry for her when she was standing there? Well, no. I mean, she's been no. giving people the runaround on this Brexit thing the whole time. <laughs> I mean, it's very clear <laughs> she has uh, some alternate agenda from what the people want um, when it comes to Brexit. And not only the people, but the people representing them in Parliament, because none of them agree with what she wants. Uh, I think she should have been out nine months ago, if not more. Oh, probably more. Yeah, uh, and what is kind of strange is that today we got uh, a little thing about Boris Johnson, because Boris Johnson is set to be uh, the next prime minister of uh, well, he's the front. England. He's kind of the front runner right now after Theresa May. Oh, yeah, definitely. because he's in the same party and everything, yeah. Well, not only that. He's very controversial and he's very... That's why I don't think you, of him as the front runner. Like, when I think... Uh, Front runner, if there was to be a new election, I think Jer Jeremy Corbyn, of course. But right. if it's just picking from that party, I guess Boris Johnson, because he's the next kind of most well-known, I guess, is the only thing. But he's not only controversial, I would say most people think of him as a buffoon. <laughs> uh, I, I really can't wait to see him as Prime Minister. I think it's... It's going to do uh, England a lot of good, to be honest with you. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. I, mm -hmm. I, I don't think anybody's going to take him seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I can keep a straight face. Okay, I was like, wait a second, this cannot be real. But it says here, uh, he is... Facing court a court hearing for lying uh, during the Brexit referendum. Um, mm -hmm. Says he will be summoned to appear before court over allegations of misconduct in public office. Uh, the judge said it in a written decision without specifying a date of a court case. So this could kind of... I'm guessing this is probably going to hurt his chances of becoming nah. uh, prime minister. So, what is that bird in the background? I've been thinking a lot about that since we've been talking. I can hear it shipping the air out. It's outside. Yeah, it's just a yeah. bird outside. I don't know why it's out there chirping. You want me to go yell at it? I'm going to go yell at the bird, and I'm going to leave this all in the podcast. i got to take my headphones off. One second. <laughs> okay. Luke is going to yell at the Shut bird. Up, bird! <laughs> It answered you back. Yeah, it did not listen at all. Stupid bird. <laughs> uh, bird, bird. Bird is the word. My yeah. window's open, so I'll close the, the window. But, yeah, continue on with uh, the ter uh, the Theresa May UK election. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 Uh, so uh, there was something in uh, this week that also happened. There was a EU election. And uh, Tories and Labour suffers uh, as the Brexit party that was started six months ago, I want to say, uh, got sure. a lot of no votes. Uh, Nigel Farage. Uh, uh, May limits very disappointing EU election as uh, voters takes bre Brexit revenge. 
insertion a breast part in the reinvigorated 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 yeah jesus christ liberal democrats has um, delivered a harrowing night for the conservative and labor at the european election prompting profound soul-searching at the top of uh, both parties. Nigel Farage, Brexit Party, humiliated conservatives in the ritual heartlands, but also made the sweeping gains in cities as Cardiff, Leeds, Sheffield, and as well as Hellington, the home of uh, Boris Johnson's seat, where the Tories were pushed into fourth. Farage, a success campaigning in favor of the no-deal Brexit, is likely to push the conservative leadership candidates into a hardline position on leaving the EU. Theresa said, uh, may say, said that the election was a very disappointing night <laughs> for the Tories, adding uh, it shows the importance of finding a Brexit deal. I sincerely hope the results focus minds in Parliament. And that's the yeah, thing people so, are mostly focusing on as far as this. If they're focusing on the uh, increase uh, of the Brexit party because they, right. especially the mainstream media, because they want to focus on the bad, I guess. But if you read here, the night was also a significant boost for the Green Party. And yeah. this pattern was seen across the Europe. So if you, if you just focus on the UK... That's a bad thing. But if you focus across Europe, the Green Party saw a bigger boost than uh, um, the Brexit type or um, conservative type parties. In the Europe itself, the Green Party saw more of a increase than these uh, conservative parties. Molly Scott Cato said uh, the Green M- EMP re-elect, re-elected the Southwest said it was a thrilling night for Greens across the EU member states. And uh, funny enough, uh, um, uh, our friend Trun will go a little into this a little later when he talks. His tone talks the truth. Right, exactly. But I, 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 I find this election result kind of both happy. I'm very happy that the Green Party, especially in Germany, how fucking. Amazing they did in in Germany. And it was I, such I a young group of people in Germany. That's the big kind oh, of yeah. like uh, takeaway from Germany. Yeah, continue. Sorry. Uh, Nigel Farage can go and fuck himself. Like he he's he's an awful awful person. Right. And I I trust him as far as and I control Luke and that's not very long. I mean um, uh, that is one thing I should say. I was wrong about that. <laughs> Uh, was it last two weeks ago? Fro was like, oh, "What do you think about this Nigel Farage and this whole thing?" And I was like, uh, "He doesn't have anybody following him." I actually oh, said I that. Said, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was, I, said, I was very wrong. I said, yeah, and I said, uh, "Think you're wrong." Yeah, no, everything, everything. Uh, it's it's a very. I mean, uh, the most. The uh, nice thing I can say about Nigel Farage is that he looks good in a milkshake. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go and listen to the last week. Uh, yeah, no, but uh, it, it it is very, very. Uh, it was a very important election. I'm, uh, I'm 
very amazed to see how many people voted in the UK because I thought the UK would like go, why the fuck would I vote in the EU election when we're on our way out? We're right. supposed to be, be on, our, on our way out. Why the fuck would I go uh, vote? And I actually understand that. But um, I've seen many people like talking about like, oh, this proves that they need a new referendum. No, it proves that they need to deliver the fucking Brexit they they promised. Instead of staying there, standing still, this fucking annoys the fuck out of me because I've watched a lot of Sky News this week, like talking like. People talking about the need of new referendum. No, there was a referendum. There will, if if you 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 have another referendum, it is like spitting in people's faces and saying, "Hey, you know what? The thing that you voted for that doesn't really count. You need to vote for it again." And that's not democracy. Voting over things again makes absolutely no sense. That's like. Uh, saying, "Oh, Trump won the election, and having the the uh, the election again in in half a year because you didn't like that Trump was the president. You didn't go to the fucking urns and vote. You didn't fucking st- stand there and vote for for alternatives." I'm so fucking tired of people like saying that 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 that. Uh, 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 it's it's uh, the left uh, or the right that is the problem. No, it's you that doesn't vote that is the fucking problem. That is the problem. Speaking Not of Trump, right. there's a lot of talk this week about impeachment uh, from the Democrats here in America of Trump. Oh. Uh, a lot of talk about it. it, but it was all shot down this week by one person, uh, Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> And I believe we've talked about this in the past, like uh, when everything happened yeah. with the Mueller report and, and people were saying, oh, we got to impeach him because of the stuff that um, was said about him telling people to deny things uh, or whatever in the Mueller report. We need to call for impeachment. And I, we said at the time, Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to impeach. The Democrats don't want to impeach because they want to go against Trump in the general election. They'd rather go against Trump than go against Pence. But people are still calling for this impeachment thing. Nancy Pelosi is, of course, turning it down. And then this week, what happened to Nancy, Nancy Pelosi, Fro? Some uh, little video came out. Uh, I have not seen this video. Right, I've just got a very small clip of it. Do you want to play the clip first and then we'll go into it? Yeah. Okay. I think that's This that. is only like 30 seconds long, so we'll just watch it from the 20 second mark and then uh, we'll go into the article. So go ahead and give me a countdown. In three, two, one, play. Since we took. Uh, Here is the real video of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. And then he had a, a press conference in the Rose Garden with all this um, short sort of. Okay. Now the doctored video in which she appears to be impaired. And then he had a, a press conference in the Rose Garden with all this um, 
That clip received more than two and a half million views on Facebook. Wow. Okay. It was really a, a pretty low-tech fake where... Honey, for real. All right, we can stop there. But you get the idea yeah. of what the video was. One... Yeah, they... They made her slur. Honestly, I didn't see b much of a difference. <laughs> to me, it was like... Well, it's a little like speaking like this. To me, what it looked like is that the video quality was... And audio quality was worse in one video than the other video. That's what it looked like to me. <laughs> but it says altered video of how Speaker Nancy Pelosi made rounds on social media this week with critics using it to attack her mental state. This was posted by Trump, by the way. Uh, on Twitter, of course. Uh, Facebook has decided to keep up the video of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi on its site that makes her speech appear slow and slurred. Uh, since delete in since deleted tweets, Giuliani share uh, Rudy Giuliani shared a link to the altered video and wrote, "What's wrong with Nancy Pelosi? Her sp speech pattern is bizarre." Uh, he later apologized on Twitter for sharing the video. Uh -huh. Experts told the Washington Post that the video, which is taken from Pelosi's appearance at the Center for American Progress, go ahead and look that that group up. They're quite a quite a nice little uh, group there. Uh, appears to have been slowed down from seventy to about seventy five percent of its original speed and modified for pitch. Again, it really just looks like it's worse quality. Um, audio no, and video to sounds, me she's she sounds drunk in one video well yeah of, yeah but if you if you make the audio quality worse on something it is going to make people sound like that <laughs> right it's a little like freaking like this and speaking right like I, i'm I, i'm just saying how do like people are saying this is an alter video like it was on purpose like they purposely made this to make her sound drunk I'm saying, what oh, if somebody just uploaded a crappy audio and video quality uh, video? That's that's oh. my little defense of this whole thing. I mean, it's like when it comes to deep fakes, which I I don't know if people listen to the Rogan podcast. He talks a, he's talked a bit about it on there, deep fakes, and I think mm. there was one of him even that was out there where it, you know, they replace the face and they make you say something you're not supposed to say. This is the not that. This is. It's just not a deep fake video like they're trying to uh, claim it is. So in Norwegian media, uh, they there's this <coughs> thing called like every, every uh, in a newspaper called Aftenpost. They do like twenty questions. They always do like uh, like what you're doing now. Uh, why are we talking to you? Like, what's your favorite book right now? Okay. Uh, what's your favorite movie right now? And uh, the last questioning is always, what do you think God will tell you uh, when you die and stay at the pearly gates? <laughs> and uh, I, I remember um, uh, a very funny answer by Andre Bjerke that was uh, a very famous uh, Norwegian a lyrical man he did like uh, he, he, not lyrics but he did poems so he was a po poet okay and and he said uh, 
if God existed, he would say, thank you for composting. <laughs> Sorry? Thank, thank, you. thank you for composting. Composting. <laughs> like, thank okay. you for, for being nice to the planet. All right. So I, 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 I thought about that this week because uh, I, I, read, I read this article. I don't know if you read that. Uh, that... Uh, Oxford, uh, uh, no, sorry. Washington is the first U.S. state, the first United yes. States state to legalize human composting. Right. Mm -hmm. Washington on Tuesday became the first U.S. state to legalize human composting after its eco-friendly governor signed a bill that would take effect uh, in a bid to cut carbon emissions from burials and cremations. Under their new law that will go in effect in May of this year, people who die in the state will have the option to have their bodies transformed into soil suitable for garden use uh, in a process called recomposition. Recomposition offers an alternative to embalming and burial or cremation uh, that is natural, safe, and sustainable. It will result in significant savings in carbon emissions and land usage. Land usage says Katrina Spade, who lobbied for the law uh, and is the founder of Recompose, a Seattle-based company. Oh, so, well, yeah, she's going to be on that side because she's got a company who does this. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, I, yeah, no, I think this I'm is interesting. Pro this. Yeah, this is very, very, very good, I think. I That's like the land one. usage idea. Like, I understand the carbon emissions and everything uh, as far as, like, when, when it comes to cremation, uh, I can understand how the carbon emissions would happen there. and the, But the land usage is huge to me because all the space that is taken up by um, <coughs> uh, cemeteries is just going to increase as people die, right? The more people die, the more cemeteries are going to have to build, the bigger the cemeteries are going to get. But if you do this, cemeteries can stay the same relative size except for people who are stuck in the past and want to uh, mm. bury their corpse and whatever for whatever I don't know why so you're you can be eaten by worms I guess I don't know no I I would love if I found a good use for my fucking dead body right exactly if you uh, bury me part way uh, in the middle of a soccer pitch and then you just use my head uh, as the ball. That's an, another re recycling <laughs> we could do. <laughs> well, at least we can call it football and not fucking soccer. Um, <laughs> hey, um, do you have a gaming addiction look? I don't, but I think I know some people who do uh, are, are addicted to video games. I, I probably... Might as well admit it. I'm addicted to spades, as a well, Yankovic said once. <laughs> I was yeah, addicted to that Facebook wrestler app. Remember the wrestler app oh, on that Facebook? Was so good. I so remember good. just playing that incessantly oh, until, cool. like, I don't know, for a few years, and then I think I like had a whole bunch of championships and I lost them all at once and was like, fuck this game. <laughs> <laughs> Video game addiction is officially considered a mental disorder. Fucking hell. Why is all people mental nowadays? And, uh, the W-O-H-O says. Um, so, this is awful. 
this is this is taking this is taking away so much responsibility from people. Like I can understand gambling to a certain degree is is considered an addiction. Mm-hmm. But uh, and video game being an addiction, but some with somebody that struggles with mental disorders, I find it very um, minimizing, disrespect. minimizing yeah, disrespect. of of mental health, right? Yeah. yeah, and disrespectful calling video game addiction a mental disorder. Since here the. World Health Organization made video game addiction an official mental health disorder. The Geneva headquarter or headquartered organization added gaming disorder to the international statistical classification of diseases and related health problems, which goes into effect in January of 2022. The condition is included in a global medical guide, which a uh, section detailing disorders due to substance use or addictive beha- behaviors alongside with gambling disorders like Frosette. Mm-hmm. The health officials and video game industry representatives from across, a- across the globe decried uh, the move. There's still not enough research to warrant the classification of the gaming disorder, wrote an international team of more than three dozen mental health researchers in a paper published uh, in a journal of behavioral addictions last year. Three months before uh, the World Health Organization announced its plans to include gaming disorder in the guide. So there are people out there who are experts who are also against this, Fro. So you're not alone. I'm not alone. Yeah, no, it, it just feels like for somebody else that has been in the mental system and knows people with mental disorders... Gaming is not a fucking disorder. It can be addiction. Yes, uh, uh, like, like, like. I, I feel like this is saying like, oh, poor little boy, or poor little girl. Your addiction wasn't your fault. It was your mental disorder. Your, 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 uh, <laughs> your head is telling you to be addicted to this game. No wonder you play Fortnite at four o'clock in the night. I mean, there are those people in, like, Japan who die in uh, in internet cafes because they're playing World of Warcraft or whatever. Like, that right. does exist. And my guess is there addiction. is... That's addiction, not mental disorder. Well, I mean, addiction is technically a mental disorder. Mm. Uh, I don't agree. Well, I mean, it is, te- it is but it's not, not in the same vein that... Uh, other mental disorders are, but gaming addiction compared to physical drug addiction, or li- like, uh, like they're saying in here, um, what was the example? Um, gambling, right? Gambling disorder, gambling, and video games, as far as uh, a dis- uh, as far as an addiction goes can be similar, but I see a lot more of a problem with lo- losing money and losing losing yourself in gambling, uh, losing your family mm. and this and that, more than I see it in video gaming. 
Yeah, well, at least we can go and have sex with aliens, at least. Well, yeah, I mean, we do have sex with invisible aliens, so mm-hmm. that does make sense. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> it says I love, here. I love love when Luke sends me the, the, the week's news, and like I, I, I say, I see the headline. Space aliens are breeding with humans, university instructor said. Scientists say otherwise. Oh, really? Scientists do say otherwise, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it says here, extraterrestrials are often said to take their captives into saucers, lay them out on tables, and extract sperm from men and impregnate women. Uh, if you're familiar with UFO lore... You know, there are a couple of common explanations for these breeding experiments. One of them is is that aliens are reproductive bind in their own home world, and they can no longer successfully procreate and have to come to Earth to use humans as incubators to spawn alien offspring. Okay, an instructor at the University of Oxford, England... So this isn't like just... This isn't a little tiny college. This is Oxford in England. <laughs> believes the abductions are real. Uh, Young Hai Chi, who teaches Korean at the university, claims to know what the aliens have in mind. In lectures given at the university, he says they are creating alien-human hybrids as a hedge against climate change. To support his unorthodox theory, he notes that several decades, for several decades, the number of reported alien abductions has risen. He bases this statement on the work of David Jacobs, a retired Temple University historian who has published several books on UFO, ufology. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, oh, he... Uh, at, Chi takes the claims at face value and links the growing number of abductees cataloged by Jacobs to the increase in atmospheric greenhouse gases. He doesn't imply cause and effect. Uh, The abduction experiment is not responsible for global warming. Rather, it is a reaction from the aliens to global warming. Okay. (laughs) They're coming to save us with sex. Right, they're going to create a whole new species of... A human that can live in a glo- in a global warming area, uh, Earth, I guess. It says here by producing a new model of Homo sapiens, the project would eliminate the need for difficult climate accords and elaborate geoengineering projects. Yeah. <laughs> so there, yeah. It, it even says invisible aliens are interbreeding with humans. So maybe like not space maybe not space aliens maybe it could be interdimensional beings as well uh, that would explain the invisible part of it but they're they're apparently breeding with us because of global warming so look what is a fresno grizzly and why the fuck are they in the news uh, well they're are they a football team i don't know uh the Grizzlies, uh, I don't know if they're a football team or a baseball team or what they are, but they're in Fresno Ca- County, California. I know that. Mm. Do you know if they're a football team or what they are? I I have never heard of the Fresno Grizzlies okay, I, in my I'm here. entire life. I'm at their Twitter from. Uh, they're a baseball okay. team. They're like a tri- they're triple okay. triple A baseball affiliate affiliated with the Nationals. Uh, mm. 
yeah, that's apparently who the Grizzlies are. But uh, they played a video at their baseball game against and then had to apologize to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez for the offensive tribute. Uh, this was a tribute to Ronald Reagan, it says. Between games of a Memorial Day doubleheader, the Grizzlies aired what was supposed to be a moving tribute to fallen soldiers and a speech by the late President Ronald Reagan on the sacrifice and courage of in the name of duty. But Reagan's voice mentions enemies of freedom and the video tucked present-day figures, including uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, between images of Kim Jong-un and Fidel Castro. <laughs> Okay, we gotta watch this. So I, this is like a four-minute video or something. <laughs> this is a four-minute video, so I just found the part with her in it, and so we're gonna play like the last minute. So go ahead and give me a, a countdown whenever you're ready. Yeah, this is from two minutes and thirty-four seconds for yeah. people that are interested. In three, two, one. Go. We must realize that no arsenal or no weapon. Okay, we got a bunch of, of military people. Is so formidable. Doing mm -hmm. military stuff. And moral courage of free men and women. It is a weapon our adversaries. America, bro. Do not have. Mm -hmm. it is Fuck yeah. <laughs> this is totally looks like that. Team America. <laughs> yeah. And prey upon their neighbors. As okay, we got Antifa. Those who are mm -hmm. potential Kim Jong-un. Mm -hmm. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. <laughs> Fidel Castro. Uh, Again, Antifa. Uh, Again, Antifa. Uh -huh. now or ever. And Ronald Reagan. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I can't believe that is even a thing. Wow. The uh, the video which can I, can, can I can I guess uh, what happened? Uh, sure, okay. I, I'm going to guess that the owner of Fresno Grizzlies is a Republican. Guessing he's probably a Trump supporter, or who or it could be a woman. <laughs> who knows? I don't know who owns the Fresno Grizzlies. To be honest, um, <laughs> the video wasn't patriot uh, patriotic, but the video wasn't that patriotic, but not particularly subtle. Uh, but not a p particularly subtle bit of propaganda, sorry. One completely at odds with the concept of moral courage that Reagan spoke of. Uh, the Grizzly employees responsible for airing the video apparently didn't watch it all the way through, according to the team. <laughs> so maybe they got this video off the internet, they didn't make it, and they didn't watch it all the way through, they just watched part of it and went, oh, that's perfect for the game and then they just played it and then at the end this happened because it might have been made by some random weird trump person on on the internet that's my guess as to what happened here bro i can't wait when she runs with bernie well she's too young to run for for president right now uh but she uh, could run eventually yeah uh after bernie is done with uh, being the president i mean we will have her. Right. Exactly. Well, he, he when he, he'll become president with Tulsi Gabbard, she'll be VP. And then right. Right. Tulsi will run as president, AOC will run as vice. And then right. uh, once Tulsi's done, then AOC can run as president. I, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. No. Uh, we, we, we have... Uh, 
<laughs> have the next eight years. Uh, well, four, six, twelve actually. Three pre- we, 12, we're, at yeah. least the next three presidents. Yeah, we got figured out. <laughs> oh fuck it! People are going to be extremely like, wow, we are really Nostradamus and Luker Damas. Um, right. If that actually comes true, that would be amazing. Yeah. Then it would be more impressing than what the Simpsons did. Uh, but yeah, but talking about the uh, EU election, our friend Trum is going to tell, tell the truth. It can be done. This is Trum with Trump tells the truth. I was on a convention this uh, weekend uh, on the green part of Norway. I was happy to on my, on my way back on the train from Oslo to Bergen see the result of the European election. Yeah, I know that media always focus on hardcore nationalists. Hardcore nationalists is winning everywhere. Everywhere. It's funny, like, people who was like, small parties get a lot of attention because they are extreme. So the media sometimes do. They make those extreme parties bigger. But they got a lot of votes, especially in Britain, <laughs> Italy, and France and Poland and so on and so on but there was also something new that happened yeah the Green Party was the biggest party from Germany the Green Party was over twice as big as the Nationalists that is something to consider the Green Party did very well also in Britain in Ireland so it's not all that bad not much media coverage because there isn't they were one of the biggest party now in the European Parliament. Same as the Liberals. The Liberals also did a hell of a good election. Maybe the tide is turning, but the tide is turning because people are voting again. Yes, if you want to vote for your life, vote for your life now. The climate change cannot longer be denied. What do you mean about a, a candidate or how you feel you don't like him that much? It doesn't matter anymore. We need a planet to live on. And then you have to go compromises. You cannot sit on your fucking asshole and pretend that you feel so righteous because you cannot, wasn't the perfect fit. It's happening something now. It looks like the people's voice can be heard. The progressive voices can be done something with. That environment politics can be practical politics. That you have to know and that you have to listen to. Next year is not only, uh, yeah, it's not only one election, it's two elections. You're going to fill up senators and put more people to the Congress. Let that also be a landslide. Let you also do as Europe did now and start a little revolution. We have our local election now in September. We're going to have new mayors and new representatives in different cities all over Norway. I also hope for the Green Revolution here. Because somebody, ha- something has to be done. And you start locally, go nationally, and win globally. That was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Have a nice evening. That was uh, Tron Telling the Truth. I totally agree. It's very, very, very good. Uh, like, we, we need, like I said in my rant, we need to see at the positive things in this election and not bring out the idiots. 
and at least people are going to vote. Like I'm, I'm very, very proud of people in Germany. I, I, it, it, you got to realize that um, it's not just that they're being negative. It's that uh, the mainstream media wants a certain narrative to come out of this election, and they want it to be that pr uh, center centrist. Uh, are the good guys. And in this case, the centrist lost, and so the media is going to point it out as being a bad thing, even if the Greens also did well. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. Right. So, let's talk about uh, the best new thing uh, we've seen this week uh, called What If uh, on Netflix. What is What If, Luke, about... Right, we just watched the first episode. The whole season is out of there, out there, like we said last week. But episode? we're gonna do episode yeah. by episode. So we just saw the first episode. But overall, the description of the show is in an anthology series which tackles a different morality tale and the ripple effect of single decisions that change the tra trajectory of an entire life. Uh, mm -hmm. So. I thought this was going to be in an anthology series where it was episode by episode were different morality tales, but it turns out, like Fro said originally, uh, when we first talked about this, this is all, the whole season is one morality tale. The first episode description, the pilot, putting their trust on the line, a couple considers a proposal from a notorious investor, a night with Sean in exchange for Lisa's startup. I can't wait to talk about this show. I'm going to rant. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, it's time to rant. So, uh, well, here, here, here's my biggest problem with this. Have you ever seen indecent in, uh, indecent proposal? Yes, they even reference it in this fucking episode. And they call uh, it a bad movie in the episode. They say, "Oh, that yep. horrible '90s movie." I think is what the girl, yep. <laughs> what the lady says. And then um, Renee Zellweger goes, "Ah, well, I kind of like the movie." Yeah, it's an awful, awful movie. But uh, here's my biggest problem with that. Like we've we've seen this shit before. We are supposed to care about the people in this show. I could not care less what happens with the people in the show because we have absolutely no time uh, to get to know this couple that are so in love and so willing to help each other doing stuff they're normally well they try do. a little bit to like get you engaged in the love but but but, but they don't do it that's that's my biggest problem with this it's like uh uh, the acting in this is atrocious, uh, except for one very, very, very good Renée Zellweger. But other than that, uh, uh, um, it's atrocious acting. And there, um, uh, without, can we spoil this episode? Uh, I mean, yeah. That's okay. kind of what we do in this section, I think. I mean, okay. yeah, spoilers, but uh, spoilers, I don't but... know if anybody else is really going to want to watch this, but that's fine. <laughs> right. But, but uh, here, uh, at the end of this episode, uh, we see that uh, they've gone through this indecent uh, proposal. And it's very clear that he has done something violent, 
and things like that. Which I should mention, and, they show what the violent thing. We don't know what it is yet. I'm sure we're going to find out in right. fu- future episodes. But they show his fist, his knuckles are all bloody, right? Right. When you punch something, yes. Fro, do you punch it with your thumb? Why no. was his the knuckle on his thumb bloody? Yeah. How oh, no, how no. do you punch something with your thumb? Try to do that. I, it's virtually impossible. <laughs> but but he has been through something so bad, and he changes personality at that episode, and he goes like, "I did it for you, you fucking bitch." That's more or less what he said before the end uh, of the episode. At the end of of the episode. And I go, how the fuck dare you? You fucking agreed, agreed to, to it. This. Not only did yeah. he agree to it, he he was the one that was like, maybe we should do this. When they should went to the park it. bench, yes. the girl, is that, yeah. uh, what's her name? Well, the girl was against it the entire time. He's the one that's like, well, maybe yeah. it is a good idea. And I was thinking when that happened, I'm like, well, yeah, you're going to have sex with Renee Zellweger. Of course yeah. you would think it's a good idea. Yeah. But it's so, and it's so out of character how he re- reacts to her at the end of this episode. And I, I go like, how dare you talk to uh, your fi- financy like that, you fucking asshole. Like, are, are we not supposed to care what happened to you? Are we not supposed to care what what's going on in this relationship and he acts like he's he's the biggest douchebag on the uh, on planet earth well okay makes- this is why why this why it's like that and i'm going to explain it to you for a little bit so at the beginning yeah. he represents because this show is specifically made for women clearly okay right so he represents at the beginning the perfect man would you say that? Right. He right. is, not only is he a paramedic, he's a former baseball player. <laughs> yes. <laughs> who wants to be a firefighter so he can yes. save lives. And right. he never yeah. backtalks the girl. He always is there to support her. And whenever she has a problem, yeah. even if it's the craziest thing, like when she's at the bar and she's acting totally crazy in public, <sighs> he's like, oh, it's okay, sweetie. It's fine. And then at the end of the episode, he turns on her. That is the emotion they're going for, Fro. Does that make sense? Because it's a female-oriented show. They're trying to take the perfect man that every woman is aspiring to, and they're trying to say, he, if you do something to him, he's going to turn back. But, but that doesn't work. It doesn't work in this episode. Well, the problem I mean, that it doesn't work is for us is because that perfect man that they're representing doesn't actually exist in real life. Right. So, of course, we're not going to be able to connect to these characters because they're not real-life characters. They're not... Even her, she is this um, business woman who is, like, right about to be this entrepreneur that could break, you know, uh, break the glass ceiling, but she just has to do that one thing, one horrible thing. That's what the show is kind of about. Would you agree? I mean, even the mm-hmm. first opening monologue with Renee Zellweger, that's what it points out is like, you got to do this one horrible thing and then you'll become, uh, then you'll get everything you want. Right. Um, and that's kind of the, what if a morality tale of this, of this uh, series 
Um, but they did this. But but that's also my second biggest problem with this. Is like, I thought this would be like, oh, will he want he do it? And then in the last episode, he does it or right. something. And well, here he does it right away, and that doesn't work. And well, we don't work. know that yet because we're in the first episode. I think you're jumping a little bit to conclusions because the one mm-hmm. thing we do get is. Uh, the girl finds the business card in his pocket of his jacket. So that part actually, that was the one thing in this whole episode that did intrigue me for future episodes is to find out what this is. And I'm guessing it has some kind of sex cult for rich people is my guess. Right. That's my guess. And that's interesting. I mean, we got to give, uh, that's more positive. Or fight club. Yeah. Right. Where she is using him as her fighter or whatever. But right. that's weird because how would she know if he was a good fighter or not? Just because he's a baseball player? Oh, that's the other thing yeah. we should mention. Is she she clearly yes. has been obsessed with him for much longer yes. than just... Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say that. At the end there, we, we see her by the fireplace with uh, thousands and thousands of pictures and cutouts. And it's very clear that this has a personal agenda for her. And we need to find out why this is so personal for her and why she's doing it. But I'm I'm going to say this. This is very, 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 very soap. This is maybe the most soapy thing we we are going to cover. And I I don't I don't mind covering it because it's it's so like I gave this episode a four out of ten. I don't know what you gave it. Uh, yeah, that's about right for me. I, uh, maybe a 4.5. Um, it's it's middle of the road. Somewhere in between 4.5, 5. It's like, it's hard to say from just the first episode. It could get right. better if it gets really, really interesting with these, the business card. Um, that part could get really interesting, but... And also I want to So far, middle of the road. Yeah. I also want to know why Renée Selweger is so fucking interested in... Just them or him, as it seems. It seems like I I think there's a revenge thing on her because it's uh, because uh, one of the stipulations they have to agree is not to tell each other what happened that night. And before she she goes to the shower, he's like, "Start using the money. I don't want to talk about this." Right, that, yeah. I mean, there's things that I'm interested in up, uh, seeing upcoming episodes. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to say this is a terrible show so far, but we'll no. see what happens in the future, so. It's not a terrible uh, show, it's just a very, very bad episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, hey, we have an email address. It's anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. That's anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. Have we gotten any emails? No, of course not. Uh, no. We mentioned the thing on our Facebook, though. If you want to go check out what's going on on our Facebook, I, I post news yeah. articles. I post this and that. Tron posts on there. Jeremy's on there. Um, actually, I think Jeremy did say something about last week's show, so go ahead and head buy me some time while I go to our Facebook page. I will do that. Uh, I can also mention that we have audibletrial.com slash not the digital system. But more important than that is sharing is caring. Do you have a family member that you think would like this podcast? Hey, share it with them. It's a free podcast. 
We've done 190 fucking shows. <laughs> Tell them about it. Tell them that we curse a little. That we are kind of weirdos. That we are... Um, <laughs> what was it Luke called us? Idiots. And also that we are kind of... Yeah, persistent. Like the dude. Right. We're, we're persistent idiots. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, Jeremy posted a thing about uh, Disney and Hulu, or just Disney, to me. say uh, Basically saying... Uh, I think last week I had said I might keep Hulu if Disney, if Netflix went away, but I wouldn't get the new Disney thing. And he's saying, well, if you're getting Hulu and Disney owns Hulu, you're still paying the same people. <laughs> yeah. But I did say I might yeah. stick with Hulu. I might not. But uh, right. yeah, this. I mean, this is going to be um, an ongoing story. We'll definitely be talking about with the Hulu merger with Disney and the yeah. whole Netflix thing. I feel like ne I feel like Netflix is going to pull out something big. Uh, to to stick around that people aren't anticipating. Oh, we also wrote Tommy yeah. Lee Jones, uh, which apparently we said about um, Pam the Pamela Anderson sex tape. We said Tommy Lee Jones, which is the guy from mm. uh, Men in Black, and not <laughs> and not the uh, rock star. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> those are two very, very different that. people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did say that. Thank you for correcting that. <laughs> <laughs> I did say Tom Lucha. <laughs> That's hundred and ten percent correct. Hey, uh, look, I've seen a lot of TV this week. Have you? Uh, a few things, not a whole lot compared to some weeks, but I've seen a, a few things. Yeah. Uh, America's Got Talent started up up this week again. It was fun. Okay. America's mm -hmm. Got Talent. Two new judge yeah, two new judges that uh, Luke has. Uh, well, one of you, them you haven't heard of. Any one of them. I don't think anybody child. in America watches America's Got Talent, so, hmm. All right. <laughs> Frogets. Uh, Frogets Talent. Maybe they would watch. Uh, yeah. Uh, what else have you watched this week? Uh, let's see, uh, well, uh, the Kids Are Alright finale, season one finale, was this week. Oh. That was a new okay. sh show on ABC, right? And both me mm -hmm. and Fro kind of watched, watched the beginning of it, at least I know Fro did. And we both yeah. enjoyed it. It's, it's, it's a throwback to older sitcoms, uh, and I, I enjoy that about it, that I think we get, Lost. What gets lost with the the Westworlds and the Game of Thrones shows that are like movies more than their TV shows is that we've lost right. the sensibility of just a simple sitcom. And I think that's one of the reasons I loved Ghosts so much is that it was just a simple sitcom. You know what I mean, Fro? Right. And I that's also what I liked about ki the kids are all right. Uh, I'd recommend mm -hmm. it. I gave it as a series a six point five altogether. Yeah. I would give it a six, six, four, five. I, I agree to that. Uh, what else did I watch? Last episode of Killing Eve was this week, so I binged that. That was fun. Season two of Killing Eve, one of my uh, favorites. Uh, favorites from last year. Actually, it was my favorite from last year. So fun to see season two of that. All right, I saw another finale on ABC um, called 
Oh, it was the show Bless This Mess. Remember that show that I said was basically just a 2019 version of Green Acres, Fro? Yes, yes. Uh, I'm actually going to raise the score on... I'm going to give this a 5.5. I didn't... In the first episode I watched it, I was like, well, this is just a rip off of Green Acres, and it's got Dax Shepard, so that's not good. But after watching it, I kind of... It's kind of enduring. Uh, endearing, I mean, sorry. And uh, there's something well, about it I can't... Both. <laughs> both endearing and enduring. Right. It, there's something <laughs> about it that I do kind of enjoy. So, yeah. I, I'm going to give it a 5.5. It's pretty in the middle, but it's something that you could just... It's something you could watch with your whole family, with your kids and everything else, and, and everybody would enjoy it. It's not something that's breaking any boundaries or anything like that, but it's a fun little show, I guess. Oh, I forgot to say Killing Eve, uh, 9 out of 10. Uh, what else did I watch? Uh, Supergirl, uh, season 4 finale, uh, was this week, so I binged that. I did not watch season three, but I've heard that season four was so much better, and it was actually. Uh, do you remember? Uh, you remember uh, Two and a Half Men, right? Uh, yeah, of course. And uh, you remember uh, the one that wasn't Charlie Sheen? Uh, you mean the other guy who wasn't Charlie Sheen or the little kid? Right. Right, okay, no, yeah. the other guy. Yes, yeah. nerdy guy. He play- Yes, he plays uh, Lex Luthor in, in, um, in, uh, in uh, Supergirl. Supergirl. Okay. Yeah. A very good Lex Luthor in, in, <laughs> in Supergirl, believe it or not. I did not think he, I, he would pull it off, but he did. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I watched an, uh, I think this is going to be the final season of elementary. Uh, I think this is what they had been saying. And this was the first episode, uh, of the final season of elementary there. I'm so behind (laughs) there. I'm a season behind. (laughs) They got kicked out of America at the end of last season. Um, so this season they're in England because he got, his visa revoked. So he ended up having to get sent back to England. And of course, Watson follows him. And so now they're dealing with, uh, the British police instead of the American police. Um, but the American police that we had in the original, or, or all the other seasons are still in the show. Um, season seven. I, I, I like the show, but it's, they need to figure out a way to wrap it all together, and I think they're going to in this season. So, overall, I think it's good. It's just this show has definitely run its course, and it's time to wrap it up. But that's what they're doing, so I'm right. kind of happy that they are self-aware enough to realize when the show has run its course. I think I've seen five seasons of it, and then I stopped. I'm I'm very, very behind on elementary. Sure. I'm... Well, you can once it gets over, then you could just binge all of it, and you you know what I mean. Right. Yeah, I will probably do that. Ransom uh, season three. There's a lot of endings this this week. Uh, Ransom is very 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 strange. Like it was a very uh, good season one, uh, on par season two, and then again very good season three. 
but I think I, I, I just like the acting, and I, I like that they taken the Taken franchise into a TV show. I just I, I like stupid stuff uh, like that. It's something I know Luke would fucking hate, and it's very like uh, um, vacuum or cleaning show <laughs> because you don't really have to like sit there and take notes. <laughs> uh, I guess the last thing I saw was the All in the Family Jefferson's live Jimmy Kimmel thing. <laughs> yeah, I also watched this. Yeah. Um. I think this was also on ABC, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. Uh, The All in the Family thing had a bunch of really... I mean, uh, Marissa Tomei was in it. Um, Who else? Woody Harrison. uh, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Yeah. This was just... Star-studded is the best way to put uh, this, but it was... Jamie Foxx. Right. It, It was... It was made... This show had the original creator there, and they did these two episodes, one episode of The Jeffersons, one episode of All in the Family. I I really like Jeffersons, as far as a TV show, go, TV show goes, better than All in the Family, like the original. I've seen both of them, but Jeffersons, I always thought, was a better show. I don't know mm-hmm. how you feel about those two shows, bro. I have, uh, I have not seen. You never, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, if 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 you saw this and you're like, oh, I need to go back and watch one of those, I'd recommend Jeffersons over mm, All in the Family. But the thing is, really. the Jeffersons <laughs> was a spinoff of All in the Family because the character oh. from All in the Family moves to the city, and that's where the Jeffersons comes uh, started. Uh, oh, but overall, in this, I like the All in the Family thing better than I like the Jeffersons thing. Uh, but that's because of Woody Harrelson. He's, and he's maybe really, Marissa Tomei. She's really good in it as well. Yeah, I, I'm, I mean, his archery was very, very, very good. But this had some very strange... What's a good word for it? Um, propaganda feeling. Propaganda feel Agenda? Yeah. Agendas in it? It's They made this with a, an, a specific agenda in mind. And what I think that specific agenda was, was to uh, try to... They weren't trying to reach kids with this, right? They were trying to reach people who saw this when they were uh, younger. So they're trying to reach 60, uh, 50, uh, upper 50, 60, 70-year-old people with this um, show... And there was definitely some things in there that were, like, bringing political agendas from today into the show that was from way back in the day, trying to kind of mix those things together. Does that make sense? To try to, like, mix those things together in the minds of the viewer. Um, Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think one of the things that... I mean, there was definitely... uh, Feminist things in the first one, which were pointed out, uh, which I think were very blatant as far as political agenda. But I think the one that was more less blatant was this very pro-rich people stance that both of these things had. Where it was like, oh, you can't blame rich people uh, for all the bad things in society. Um, But overall, I gave this whole thing a four. Um, 
I would give the first part a six and the second part a four, so I think I land on the five. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think, I think if I was to split them, I think I would do the same around there, Fro. So, yeah, I kind of agree with you. Yeah. I didn't think about splitting the two of them, so, yeah. Anything I else mean, you saw? two different things. Two different things. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes, look. I saw something very, 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 was that uh, enough fairies? I think there? that yeah, I think there's enough fairies. Uh, I saw historical roast on Netflix this week. Uh, I asked you to watch this. This is so fucking weird. It's uh, it, it is uh, Jim Ross. I want to call him Jim Ross. His name is not fucking Jim Ross. It's something Ross, though. Jeff. Jeff, Jeff Ross. Ross. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Jim Ross? Who's not Jim Ross? I don't know. <laughs> Very famous actor, Jim Ross. Yeah, but uh, um, there's historical roast. It's on Netflix, and it's extremely weird. It's... it's it's some episodes are very very funny. Uh, some of it is very 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 bad, and some of it is very 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 controversial. Okay. Uh, so I will tell you the episodes. Uh, the first one is Freddie Mercury. Uh, the second one is Anne. Uh, sorry, uh, that wasn't right. Uh, the first one is Abraham Lincoln. The second one is Freddie Mercury. Then the third one is Anne Frank with Hitler. Okay. In, as, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the fourth one is uh, Martin Luther King, then Cleopatra, and then Muhammad Ali. I will give this uh, two out of of ten. Uh, it's not funny. Uh, I think the most funny one was actually the Anne Frank one, but that's maybe because they pushed it. Uh, they made uh, Gob, uh, uh, Gottfried, what is his name? Uh, um, Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, okay. Yeah, play Hitler. Ah, okay. Ah. Which is funny. Yeah. Yes. I've just never been a fan of Jeff Ross. When you said Jim Ross, were you thinking Bob Ross, by the way? Maybe. Like the painter? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I've never been a fan of Jeff Ross, though, as a comedian, as a stand-up, as an actor. I've no, just never been a fan of him. So when I got got into this, and that's the first person I saw, I was instantly like, okay. So I watched a little bit more of it, and then I realized it's like a roast-type panel show, and I went right. even less interested. And then I found out it was a about historical events that... Uh, I wouldn't say I'm not interested in, but I'm not interested in uh, making fun of things. Well, what's a good way to put this? I'm not interested in making jokes about things that have no relevance to me, maybe? Is the best way to put it? Um, so overall, I, I got like 10 minutes in, 15 minutes in, and went, I'm done with this. And I shut it off. And I went and watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine, because... 
if if Hulu does all these things do disappear, I think that is one of the shows that's going to get pulled. So I need to finish that up. <laughs> yeah, but it's just it's, it's so weird because like uh, the Anne Frank one is definitely the most hysterical one, and I think that uh, they did something very very smart. Did they made uh, like Juice plays play all, all uh, the characters. And that's very clearly, like, they did that with purpose. And oh, sure. they, like, let, letting someone like like uh, Gilbert Gottfried playing uh, Hitler uh, uh, and, like, making jokes like, oh, uh, the most annoying man in, in, in history is now going to, to the stage, oh, I'm not talking about Hitler. I'm, <laughs> like, making that kind of, like, like uh, self reference into it, like I, I I found that episode. I I think that episode is is the best. Uh, Freddie Mercury one was definitely the the worst of them all. That was just awful. all right. Uh, number out of ten. Yeah, I gave it a two okay. out of ten. Yeah. So not a recommend uh, from either of us, really. No. No. All right, any other TV, uh, or is that it? Yeah, I have one final thing uh, that I want uh, to talk about. Uh, it's called... Uh, no, it isn't. Yeah, yes, it is. Doom Patrol. I watched uh, the ending of Doom Patrol this week as well. Uh, uh, this is the best... Uh, kind of DC comic show there is it's so fucking absurd and it's so out of left field funny Mm -hmm. i i i i just loved doom patrol it's it's like if 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 you if you have one show that you like think wouldn't work it's this and it doesn't work but it's so hysterically funny and it's actually very, very good acting in it. All right. So I, I recommend it. I would give the whole season an 8 out of 10. Cool. All right. Yeah. I will never watch it, but yeah, that's fine. I know. <laughs> I know you'll never watch it. But there's other people that you that maybe are interested in. <laughs> hey, look. Let's talk about TV. Things. Yeah. TV, more TV. We're going to do uh, another digital citizen's worst cartoon show ever tournament. Can you explain how the tournament works? Right. Uh, we're going to go against each other, um, kind of, in a way. We both picked four different bad TV shows. Uh, yes. We put them into a bracket. Uh, they're going to go head on, head to head, these t- uh, TV show cartoons. Um, and we're going to see which one ends up on top, uh, at the end. Uh, I have the descriptions of my shows, so I'm kind of going to describe my shows and then Fro is going to describe his, correct? That is correct. Uh, let's go to the first round. Ding, ding, ding. It's Dora the Explorer, my pick, against your pick, uh, Kalud. You want to go first or second? I think it's Caillou is actually how it's Caillou. pronounced. It's French, right? I think it is. Yeah, 
Can we wait in? Uh, right. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, sure. Uh, it's a... Oh, it's a Canadian educational children's television series, but it's a French-Canadian. Uh, it's first episode airing uh, in 1997. Uh, Caillou... This is the plot. Caillou lives in a blue house on 17 Pine Street with his mother, father, and younger sister, Rosie. He has many adventures with his family and friends and uses his imagination in every episode. Uh, but there's been some criticism of the show. Uh, one of the common criticisms towards the series is the whiny, temper tantrum behavior of the titular character, the lack of consequences uh, that he is given, and it, and the poor parenting it presents to the parent characters. Uh, Hopper explains this has understandably led to the theory that this is an a accurate portrayal of Canadian parenting, and that Canada is raising a generation of psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my pick was Dora the Explorer. It ran for eight fucking seasons, Look, mm -hmm. uh, It started in 2000. It's uh, produced by Nickelodeon Animated Studios. And uh, if you've never seen an uh, episode of the Dora the Explorer, it's a seven-year-old Latina girl uh, uh, with the love of embarking on quests related to an activity that she wants to partake or a place that she wants to go, accompanied by her talking purple backpack and Afro-Fornopic uh, monkey companion named Boots. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and the backpack song. Backpack, backpack. Back, yeah. Backpack, backpack, backpack. Uh, it's been adopted to so fucking in the languages that you have no clue in core uh, and of course Norwegian mm -hmm. okay uh, yeah. here's uh, my question do they still have the Spanish parts in the is the English in Norwegian, in Norwegian. or is the Spanish in Norwegian or you see what I'm saying yeah good good question uh, there's going to be a, a live action film adaptation of this called Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Oh, it's that's uh, based off of a YouTube video somebody made years ago, where somebody made a Dora the Explorer live action. It was a joke video. Have you ever seen uh, that? And then yeah, they're yeah. now they're making a movie based off the YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I picked this because it's awful. It's just <clears throat> And there was a male spin-off. I don't remember what that was called, but okay. Yeah, but uh, look, guess what? I will go first. All right. I will pick. I will pick yours. I will pick that. I am picking Caillou times. as well. Yeah. I, I will pick that a thousand times or Dora the Explorer. I would rather watch eight seasons of Dora the Explorer than one episode of. Are you so that's saying something? <laughs> okay. Next, uh, uh, why don't you go first? Yeah, then we have Border Town against Annoying Orange, and I I picked Border Town because I said that last week that uh, that I would pick that, and I, I think that's a good pick, don't you think? Without like saying uh, what you think about like the chances of going it for which it it was a very like uh, on the cuff. Show, choice, and I, I think it was kind of like, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, 
I remember not liking it, but as far as like over over the period of years, I, I'd have to go back and see how I actually hate it because it's been a couple of years I think since I've actually seen it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, it's a, a 2016 animated uh, TV show. Uh, it's uh, created for Fox Broadcasting System. Uh, it has uh, Hank Azaria as one of the voices, is maybe the most known. Uh, but it's uh, it was cancelled after one season. I wonder why. Uh, the plot is: Borgtown takes place in the fictitious. Town of Mexifornia. Jesus Christ, it was so bad. Mexifornia is said, said to be based on uh, California and Mexico together. Uh, the two main characters are Bud Buckwald and Ernesto Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Bud is a boarding agent living at 25,200 no, 25, uh, uh, Cedar Oak with his wife. Jameson Buckwell and his three children, Sanford, Becky, and Gert, living next door is his, uh, James Anato Gonzalez, ambitious immigrant and family man who wants to be in the country. Uh, it, it has Anxaria. Let's go down. Reception. <laughs> Watertown received the negative reviews on Metacritics. The shows hold a 46 score out of 100, based on 15 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. The series receives a 35 rating based on 17 reviews, and an average rating of 5.3. The critics' consents uh, rates. Bordertown Contextualized Premise is an idea disappointingly ill-served by execution which uh, repeatedly mistakes crass, desperate gags and for topical humor. Okay. Shot. All right. Uh, I kind of remember why, after you that description, I'm remembering more as to why I didn't like that show, because it's kind of racist, which you didn't mention. <laughs> Somehow you failed to mention that. I don't know how. Uh, I picked The Annoying Orange, which is an American comedy web series. So this started on mm-hmm. YouTube, uh, created by Minnesota film student and MP- MTV production assistant Dane Boderhammer. Sure. Uh, the show is centered around Orange, who resides in a fruit cart in a kitchen with other objects, such as his best friend Pear. Uh, other fruits include passion, a passion fruit, and Orange's love interest, uh, an arrogant grapefruit, a tiny hot-blooded red delicious apple, Known as Midget Apple, uh, and Happy Go Luck, uh, a Happy Go Lucky, and slightly eccentric marshmallow of ambiguous gender, uh, despite having mm. been referred to as a male in on various occasions, uh, an elderly lemon, uh, and a grapefruit who who does bodybuilding. That <laughs> that's the <What>? show. <laughs> um, it has a ton of spinoff shows. Uh, so many. The Adventures of Liam, The Leprechaun, High Fructose yeah. Adventures of Annoying Orange, The Marshmallow Show, Derp, What's Up, mm-hmm. Trailer Trash, The Juice, Emoji Raps, blah, 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 blah. Uh, this, this is a terrible show. Yeah. It is very, very, very bad. 
Uh, you pick first. I have a hard time with this one. Um, annoying Orange is more annoying, but it's in the title, so maybe because of the racism, I'm going to go Border Town. Yeah, I I was just going to say that. Uh, I think the main reason why why I would pick mine over over yours is the blatant racism, and also kind of uh, we had higher hopes for this because it, 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 it on paper looked like a good idea, but but the execution is so terrible. Mm-hmm. Where uh, Annoying Orange was never meant to be good. But, it, on the other hand, Annoying Orange production is so much worse than Bort Town was. Oh, yeah. As oh, far yeah. as animation and everything else goes. But Next! Okay. Next is uh, Phineas, Phineas and Ferb against Captain Planet. Luke, what, what, what is Captain Planet? Uh, Captain Planet and the Planeteers it was the actual name of it, is an American animated environmentalist television program created by Ted Turner, of all people. Uh, this is awful. Uh, Ply, the director, cites the inspiration uh, for Five Planeteers came from real people that she met during the show's pre-production in 1989. Um, its educational goals, uh, various ep- episodes were constructed to... to touch on relevant themes uh, to a modern audience. Uh, let's see, let's do the plot. Every episode is followed up with at least one planet alert clip, which often connects to the plot where environmentally <laughs> political and other social political issues are discussed and how the viewer can contribute and be part of the solution and rather than part of the pollution. Isn't that clever? No, it isn't. So this was a show in the 90s called, like I said, Captain Planet and the Planeteers. This was, a, I mean, as far as left-wing propaganda towards kids, this was, I mean, I, I, there's nothing bigger than this in my mind. I mean, not that it was mm. bad propaganda, because fixing the planet is good, but it, it is pl- propaganda no matter which way you twist it, right? Oh, yeah. And then there was the kid who had heart. And he was like the South American kid, and never he. They treated him like crap in this show. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, uh, people are going to be a little surprised why I picked Phoenix and Ferb. It's it's not generally hated. I hate it, but that's a personal reference. Okay, preference. But uh, um, this is a show that's. Started uh, on August 2017 and ended in June 12. It has uh, four seasons, 222 episodes. Was made by Disney, and it's an animated musical comedy television series. Uh, I think one of my problems with it is the musical part of it, but uh, we'll come back to that a little for uh, for. The- what about uh, the premise of uh, this show? Well, it uh, follows the adventure of Steph Brothers, Venus Flynn, and Ferb Fletcher, 
who lives in a fictional town of Danville in a never specified tri-state area uh, um, as they seek new ways to occupy their time during the summer vacation. Uh, uh, often their adventure involves elaborate life-sized uh, obstacles, dangerously uh, construction projects. Uh, I think one of my biggest problems is that actually Tish is in this show <laughs> as Candace, <laughs> her sister. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> right. Tish Um But uh, here, here's what uh, like people... Are, are saying about it. Your views are ge- generally positive, uh, but I will go where it says. Among the negative reviews in uh, is the one that charges at the, the lack of originality. Um, Max Caesars of Tunes soon argued that the show uh, is uh, deterative, but obviously so. It's just like it, it rips. My biggest problem with it is this it rips off so many other shows. It's, it's, right, there's okay. not one single original thought in this fucking show, whatever, whatsoever. Like, it, it it's very repetitive, and, and the musical numbers in this is awful, and it's like, if you've seen this, this is like, this is a porridge of everything else that came before it. Oh, yeah. And they took in all, all the ingredients of, like, good shows and made it into a meh. And the meh gets so, I, I get so disgusted by eating too much meh that it's like, it's like, when I watch this show, I, I, I can generally say that the animation is not awful. It's not very propaganda, and it's not very, like, it's not an racist, awful like show, Border Town, right? Yeah, 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 it's not racist at all. But 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 the problem it, it is so fucking bland. It is so bland that it tastes like absolutely nothing porridge. Nothing porridge is the my problem with this. Okay, I guess you're first this time, right? But uh, I will pick Captain Planet because that is genuinely a worse show. But I, 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 I was gonna, just, I, yeah, I was gonna pick Captain Planet. I, um, my defense against Phineas and Ferb would have been if we would have disagreed on this, uh, that it is middle of the road. It's not right. bad. It's not good. Where Captain Planet is, in my mind, is bad. Bad. In the sense, especially oh, yeah. when I think back into my childhood, and I think of watching Saturday morning cartoons and being like, "Oh, f- Captain Planet's on again! Damn, I gotta wait another half an hour for yeah. a good show." You know what I mean? Yeah, no. yeah, no, no. It's it's a shit show. That's How many episodes I... do you think there was of this show, by the way? Two hundred. Really? Okay, there's 113, but I swear I only oh. ever saw like 20. Because they repeated oh. over and over the same episodes, it seemed like. Yeah, no, but uh, uh, my my pick for Phoenix and Ferb is, is 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 more like, like I said, it's the blandness of it. It's right. so uh, like I hate it because it's like it it proves that Disney 
uh, steals from everybody. That's that's one of my biggest problems mm-hmm. with it, is like the stealing that Disney does in this show is so blatant and the jokes is like rip off of things we have seen in like I remember especially one episode of of it. They they uh, and then I watched because this was my my brother's show, and they did a, a blatant rip off of Dexter's Laboratory, and I go like, what the fuck? How 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 do you how do you do a Dexter's Laboratory joke without like even like giving a little like wink to to the television show? It's like. You you just stole it and and take it to yourself. <laughs> anyway, uh, next to Speedy Gonzalez and Papa Pig. Uh, it's is it my turn to go first? Yes, Peppa Pig. Oh, Papa Pig, awful awful show. Uh, I told uh, Bill that we were doing this, and I go, well, one of my choices is Papa Pig, and he goes like, what that? Uh, it is a British uh, preschool animated TV show. Uh, it started on the 31st of May 2004. And uh, it uh, revolves <laughs> around... <laughs> like, what is this show about? Uh, it's about a family it's... and... The Peppa Pig is the kid, right? Yes, yes. And the family, uh, friends, and... Uh, it's so bad. Uh, but um, there's a Peppa Papa Pig World Team Park. Look, you can go to. In Poulton Park in Hampshire. Okay. It opened on the April... 9th of 2011. But here's my biggest, like, okay, concern and, and, and problem with this. It's the whole fucking merchandise shit fucking deal that it, like, they sold this as drugs to kids. <laughs> Awful. Okay. Well, I hope I get to defend this, but we'll see what happens. My uh, mine is Speedy Gonzalez, an animated cartoon character from Warner Brothers uh, Looney Tunes. Oh, why? Looney Tunes. Sorry. Other what? than that, it's ra- yeah, no. Other than that, it's uh, very racist. Why? Well, because it's very racist, bro. <laughs> Why'd you pick Border Town? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like it's a, it's funny. It says here he is portrayed as the fastest mouse mouse in all of Mexico, with his major traits being able to run extremely fast, speaking with an exaggerated Mexican ass accent, and also speaking in Spanish. Uh, let's go to the concerns about stereotypes. Uh, feeling that the character presented an offensive Mexican stereotype, Cartoon Network shelved Speedy Films when it gained exclusive broadcasting rights in 1999. Uh, as a subsidiary of Time Warner, Cartoon Network is a corporate si- uh, sibling to Warner Brothers. In an interview with Fox, Cartoon Network spokesman commented, It hasn't been on the air for years uh, because of its eth- ethnic stereotypes. 
Uh, here's my biggest problem with this look and why I think it's dis- disqualified in the beginning. It wasn't its own show. Uh, yeah, it was. It was? Uh, yeah, there were... He had his own uh, TV movies, actually. That uh, Yeah. Yeah, TV movie, yeah. I agree. There was episodes of it, but it wasn't a, a show called Speedy Gonzales. Well, kind of. Back then, like, uh, Bugs Bunny was its own show, and you know what I'm saying? Uh, it was a different time in cartoons, but uh, I don't think that's a disqualifier, necessarily, just because it's a di- it was a different time period. Here's another thing. Uh... <laughs> that actually kind of agrees with you. Despite the controversy over potentially offensive characterization, Speedy Gonzalez remains popular in Latin America. A uh, Hispanic American rights organization, League of League of United Latin American Citizens, called Speedy a cultural icon, and thousands of users registered their support of the character on HispanicOnline.com messaging boards. Uh, fan campaigns put Speedy back on the air resulted in the return of the animated series uh, to Cartoon Network in 2002. So that goes against all, all my my racist I- ideas of this show, to be honest. <laughs> it does. Uh, I will let you go first. Uh, do we want to watch this thing first that I sent you? Oh, sure. Papa Pig, yeah. Oh. Because if you go ahead and look on YouTube and just look up the word savage... And Peppa Pig, you're going to find, like, full, like, 20-minute compilations of Peppa Pig being super savage. So let's go ahead and watch this, bro. I love this show. No, I don't. Okay, are you ready? Yep. In three, two, one, go. (sighs) What's wrong, Peppa? I can't whistle, but everybody else can. Never mind. I'm okay. cookies. Would you like to lick the spoon? No, thank you, Mummy. Can I ring Susie's sheep instead? Okay, Peppa. <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Pig. Hello, Mrs. Sheep. How, how does she know it's her? How does she know? I love that we said that at the same time. I can't do it yet. Sounds hard. It's impossible. Okay. Uh, can you whistle, Susie? No. Oh, good. I mean, that's sad if you can't. <laughs> but good. I can't whistle. What's whistling anyway? You put your lips together and blow like this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, there is some oh. good things about Peppa Pig uh, if you look up uh, savage moments on YouTube, but I think I'm going to agree with you on this one, Fro, and go with Peppa Pig. So okay, let's go over to the semifinals. Okay. Uh, Kalu against Border Town. Luke, I will go with you first. I'm going to go with Caillou. This is actually a little hard for me. I think I will go with Border Town. Not especially because 
It's a worse cartoon, but the blatant racism. But this is the worst cartoon show ever tournament. I think Caillou is a worse cartoon show. How? In what way? You just even said that it was a worse cartoon show just now. <laughs> but I think it it has... Um, it's been on for so much longer is one thing. It's... Mm. It's... Uh, targeted towards kids where Border Town, it, it was trying to be offensive for, it's supposed to be an adult oriented cartoon, so the offensiveness True. of it is on purpose for adults right. where Caillou is kind of offensive in in a, in a totally different way where it's like showing this family culture that doesn't really exist it's very strange in that sense right yeah I guess I will go with you. Okay. How are you? Uh, then it's Captain Planet against Papa Pig. I will go first. I need to go with Papa Pig. It's so much worse than Captain Planet. I think I probably agree with you just because Captain Planet, when you it's a bad show, but when you break it yeah. down, it does have a good message. Oh, yeah. Where Peppa Pig, I don't know what the message even fucking is. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the problem. Wow. There is no message. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have a very, very, very good final here. This is going to be hard. Caillou against Peppa Pig. Jesus Christ. They're two very similar children. shows, too. Yeah, two awful children's show against each other. This is going to be very, very, very hard. Right. Um, Do you have a favorite in your <clears> mind? I kind of want to say Caillou just because of the YouTube stuff for Peppa Pig, but I don't think that necessarily counts towards no, the score. Uh, hmm. Let's think about the animation here. Which one has animation? worse animation? Uh, well, that's the problem. It's, They're both really bad. Both extremely bad. Animation as well. <sighs> I don't know how to even decide this one. I almost want to flip a coin. <laughs> it's so, like, it's such a toss-up. Um, that's... It's awful. Cartoon show. I, okay. I, I I will make a very weak argument for Peppa Pig. How about, about how about that? Okay. Um, I will try to make a very weak argument. The voice acting in in Peppa Pig is actually worse. But I think Caillou has worse f uh, family values, I guess. But there's no values in Peppa Pig, though. That's true. But is no values better than bad values? Hmm. Well, when it's a children's cartoon where where it's supposed... And that's... Like, okay. But Caillou is teaching Pig kids to be all bratty and entitled. And Peppa Pig is learning people that... Uh, okay, it's... Okay, well, in that clip where we just saw, it's like she hangs up when, when he can whistle. Like... You're you're not a good friend. You should be happy for your friend, not hang up. 
with them. And <laughs> right, but we, I don't, I, I don't know what goes, happens in the rest of the episode, but I'm sure they, they get together and they're happy again, but... Right. But when the sheep goes like, oh, I don't know how to whistle, and Papa Big goes like, oh, that's good. I mean, that's so fucking selfish. Yeah, but Caillou does the same thing, but even worse sometimes, like stealing toy. I remember an episode where he stole a toy from his brother, but then they just buy him a new one or whatever, instead of it being a story about... See, I'm going to have to pick Caillou. Yeah, and I have to pick Papa Pig. Okay, so uh, we did our uh, our breakdowns, kind of of what, why we think one's worse and why we think the other's worse. So then, I guess the last thing to do is do some kind of tiebreaker. Mm. So let's see if we were to throw out these two. And put in, uh, or if we were to add in Border Town or Captain Planet and put it one of those with these two, uh, let's see, Peppa Pig beat Captain Planet, Caillou beat Border Town, which one is worse off between Captain Planet and Border Town? In my eyes, uh, Captain Planet. Right, and Peppa Pig beat Captain Planet, and Caillou only beat Border Town. So I guess we're going to go Peppa Pig, bro. Is that a good way to yeah. make a decision? Yeah, I agree. Okay. I agree. I mean, I would have said Caillou, but with the breakdown we just did as far as it beating one thing and the other thing beating the other yeah. thing in the tournament, tournament-wise, Peppa Pig wins. I would have said Caillou, but I, I agree with you that... They're so close to each other, it's so hard to make a decision on this one. It, 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 and it's especially hard because it's it's made for the same audience. Would we have something like, for example, Annoying Orange against Captain Planet? It would be more, much more uh, easier to, to, to talk about because... It's so different, right? And the shows being so so clearly the same for the same audience, kind just of, kind yeah. of from, from a different country is the only thing different about right. them. Yeah. Hey, since we talked so much about cartoons and TV shows, let's talk a little about movies, 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 movies. We did bet on a movie. Uh, look, you picked. Uh, Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Aladdin. Aladdin, yes. Aladdin. Uh, and I picked uh, Detective Pikachu. Right. Uh, Bo- both did very well. Both, yeah. both movies did very well. Uh, Detective Pikachu opening weekend, right? We bet... We should redo the bet. We bet on which movie is going to get the most money in the opening weekend. Uh, Detective Pikachu opening weekend did fifty four point three million, mm-hmm. rounded, uh, rounded down actually. But uh, Aladdin did ninety one point five million. Uh, it just bought, uh, beat me by thirty. Mm. Well, yeah, thirty five something like that. Um, yeah. thirty five million. That's it's kind of a lot of money, but. <laughs> we knew Aladdin was going to win, basically. 
Yeah. Uh, the worldwide gross of Aladdin right now is two hundred and fifty-five point eight million. Uh, the worldwide for Detective Pikachu is three hundred and fifty-eight point one. But of course, Detective right. Pikachu came out weeks and weeks before, so. Right. But yeah, no, I, I was satisfied with my pick. Right. Uh, of course, I won the bet, so I get to pick something to talk about, and I picked the Philadelphia Experiment. Do you know what this is, from? Oh, yes. Uh, it was an alleged military experiment supposed to have been carried out by the Uf U.S. Navy. Uh, mm-hmm. It had to do with a U.S. Navy destroyer, the USS Eldridge, uh, which claimed to have been rendered invisible or cloaked. I think they actually also made like a movie about this back uh, in the 70s yep. or something. Uh, so we'll talk about this supposed alleged military experiment. There's also a very good book that I read about this called The Ghost of the Philadelphia Experiment or something like that. Right, and I think there is another, some kind of the Montauk thing that is related to this. We might go into that as well. Sorry? There's like um, the Montauk experiment, which supposedly is somewhat related to the Philadelphia experiment, so we might go into that as well. Montauk? Yeah. Never heard of it. Okay. All right. Uh, Look. Yeah. You have seen the movie this week. I have. Uh, the same movie as me, for now. Oh, that, well, I saw two movies, but we both saw Rim of the World on Netflix, which came out we this did. week. You mean, you mean uh, uh, Stranger Things, the movie, just uh, incredibly worse? Stranger Things, the end of the world sci-fi movie, right. <laughs> yes, yes. I kind like, I'm going into this uh, movie and... Thinking it, I was thinking it was kind of for kids, like a movie about the mm. end of the world before a, a child audience. And I don't think this movie was for kids. What do you think? No. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I hope not because, yeah, it definitely doesn't seem... There's certain things that happen in it that are definitely not suited for children, I would think. <laughs> or not young right. children, at least. Right. But it's, it's not a... Very good movie. I'm seeing 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.1 out of 10 on mm. IMDb. Uh, this is about some kids who go to a camp, and then aliens take over the world, but they're at camp, and so they're off in the woods, away from civilization and whatnot. Um, overall, what did I give this? I gave this a 3. Oh, really? I gave it a 2. Okay. I mean, I, I, it didn't have any editing errors. It didn't have any audio quality issues or like sound sync problems. But it was just so fucking boring. Right. It it was, and the uh, not the animation, but the CGI in it was really bad and oh. silly. <laughs> and there's certain times where they're running, and there's like alien spacecraft shooting all around them, and I'm like, how how would they not die in this situation? <laughs> wow. Well, I can't talk about the two other movies that I have seen this week because we're going to talk about them a little later. But, oh. uh, what other movie have you seen? I saw a movie called Dumb. Uh, the story of Sorry? Big Brother... Dumb? D-U-M? D-U-M-B. Dumb. 
Oh, all like stupid. like stupid, dumb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story of Big Brother Magazine. Do oh. you do you know what Big Brother Magazine was, Fro? No. It was no. a skateboard magazine in the nineties, um, oh. maybe early two thousands, and it was uh, back back then. There were three skateboard magazines. All right, and I, I'll kind of attribute them to kind of. Uh, the 90s wrestling. There was WCW, there was WWF, and then there was ECW, Fro, right? Right. Uh, skateboarding magazines, there was Transworld, Thrasher, and Big Brother. Transworld was your WWE. Uh, Thrasher was kind of your WCW. And Big Brother was your ECW. The mm. only hardcore fans knew what it was. Only it was the most brutal, the most in-your-face kind of magazine. Um... They did, it's where Jackass came from. Jackass, CKY, all those things came out. Steve-O was, came out of Big Brother magazine. Um, Johnny Knoxville came out of Big Brother magazine, as far as characters and everything else. Uh, and it was a huge fight for freedom of speech uh, at one point, because parents started seeing this magazine, uh, the skateboard magazine their kids were reading, that had nudity in it, and people, uh, there was a lot of poop references, and pooping on people, and, you know, jackass kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Um, there were stories on how to, um, how to, the best taser to buy. At one point in this, uh, Johnny Knoxville in this magazine shoots himself in the chest with a gun wearing a bulletproof vest. (laughs) That actually happened. Um, but... It was so uh, controversial, and they, w- they were going to get shut down by the government. But guess who bought it? Larry Flint, fro. And if oh. you know anything, Larry Flint is was a huge proponent of the First Amendment when yeah. he was alive. Um, had to fight tooth and nail to keep the First Amendment. Uh, and so it's the story of how it, how the this magazine was around and how it created kind of a whole generation of jackass people, you know what I mean? Uh, it created the YouTube stuff we see today. Uh, that, that whole genre of stuff on YouTube. Uh, I remember seeing this magazine when I was a kid, and I actually found it in a way where my mom bought it for me. She was like, oh, a skateboard magazine, whatever, at like the hobby shop. And then I opened it up, and there's a guy... Uh, in like the first few episodes, there was a guy... Uh, <laughs> she, uh, Shooting in the air, like a uh, projectile um, diarrhea, a whole page a page of it, bro. And I remember thinking, this is something different. This is something totally edgy. Uh, I recommend this documentary. I gave it a 8.5, bro. And it's totally relevant to today because it has a lot to do with fighting for the First Amendment. Cool. Hey. Do you want to see the trailer for uh, the movie I saw uh, this week? Yeah, sure. Let's watch Aladdin. Aladdin. This is straight out mm-hmm. of the video game for, what, the Genesis, I think? Super NES and the Genesis? You ever play Aladdin, the video game? Uh, No. It was super popular here, but I think it's probably because the movie came out. It was super popular, and then everybody wanted to play the game. The game was actually pretty good, to be honest. I mean, it's a platformer, you know what I mean? But right. 
against us. What would I have to do? There's a cave of wonders. Bring me the lamp. Bring me the lamp. Yo. Okay, it's definitely still a musical. Is this just the same song from the cartoon, or is it kind of different? Yes, yes. Same exact song, okay. Yeah, that's not how genies work, or the djinn, like, they don't explain to you the how the wish works. I think that's the whole point of a the genie character, isn't it? <laughs> well, like it's uh, in the old tales. It was. Uh, it's always like if you wish something, it'll give you something that's kind of what you wanted, but it's always something right. bad. You know what I mean? Like the Leprechaun movies. <laughs> I think the mm -hmm. Leprechaun movies took mm -hmm. the like story of the genie or the djinn and made it about leprechauns, which is a whole different. <laughs> Folklore, you know what I mean? So, uh, look, what is this totally original and never seen before movie all about? Aladdin is a lovable street urchin who meets Princess Jasmine, the beautiful daughter of Sult uh, the Sultan of Ar Ar Agraba, while visiting her exotic palace. Aladdin stumbles upon a magic oil lamp that unleashes a powerful, wise-cracking, larger-than-life genie. As Aladdin and the genie start to become friends, they must soon embark on a dangerous mission to stop the evil sorcerer Jafar from overthrowing young Jasmine's kingdom. Right. I usually let you go first when I watched uh, a thing in a movie, but I, I will break the seal and do it another way. But Okay, one uh, first numbers, uh, 7.4 out of 10 yes. on IMDb, 57% on Rotten Tomatoes, 4.3 out of 5 on Facebook. All right, continue. Uh, I, I went into this thinking I would hate it. Uh, I saw this in 3D. Um, I was very amazed how good I thought this was. I think, uh, I, I think my biggest problem with the whole thing is Jafar. Like, Will Smith as the genie is more than okay. I, I thought I would hate Will Smith as the genie, to be honest with you. But when I w went out of the movie, I was like, okay, I don't mind him. But Jafar, <laughs> Jafar was awful, like awful, awful. Jafar did not fit, fit, fit. and it's like, it's very like when you try to make um, a cartoon that's very successful as Aladdin was, mm -hmm. also longer. Um, they added one new song uh, by Jasmine. And it's very the greatest showman uh, kind of uh, song in the way that every 
a girl will sing it because it's about female empowerment and things like that. Right, okay. And it's very, very, very easy to see Guy Ritchie in this movie. It's very easy to see that that he, he had the directing uh, because it's very like it reminds me a little uh, of um, uh, the Prince of Thieves uh, uh, game. Do you remember not the Prince of Thieves, but uh, do you remember the other like platform game that came out some years ago? Uh, that was an awful, awful like game movie uh, where. Uh, you play as this character on. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> in, the, in the sand. Uh, you got me. Okay. Anyway. That was not enough information me. to make make any kind of judgment off. Well, of it. there was this game. There was this game where you tried tried to like steal things and stuff like that, like you did on Aladdin, and. They made an, uh, a movie about it, like, it was something to do with sands. A lot of sand in this movie and play. And you have to, like, uh, go from one platform to another, like, made of, like, bamboo and things like that. It rings absolutely no bells. Okay. Uh... Do, you rem- do you remember what's... No, I have no idea okay. what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, I give this movie a 7.5 out of 10. Okay. And I will think of what, what fucking movie I was thinking of. Sure. Uh, I went to the Facebook. Um, Becca Brammer, Brammer says, It was mediocre at best. It went from starting out slow and getting good and then just didn't have a good climax at the end. I'll stick with the original. Uh, Esteban Banez says, Family just saw the movie. It was good except for one cast character. Jafar was just awfully cast. Uh, Not intimidating at all and does not present danger or villainy. Uh, Alexander Siddig should have been cast, is what he's saying. I don't know who that is. Uh, Michelle Lewis says, just came back from seeing the movie with my six-year-old son. It was incredible, fun, and entertaining. I love how Will Smith Smith put his own spin on the genie instead instead of trying to be like Robin Williams. It was amazing that I got uh, to relive a part of my childhood with my son. He loved the movie as well, especially the genie. uh, Overall wonderful movie. I think I even said that last when I made the bet. Uh, on it that mm-hmm. people were going to want to go see it because they saw it when they were a kid with their kids. Um, Brittany Lawrence says, I was surprised by how much I actually enjoyed the movie. I wish they would have picked a different actress for Princess Jasmine. So people not happy with the casting, I guess, of this film, uh, including you, Fro. Yeah. Prince of Persia, The Sound of Time was the movie I was thinking of. Never played that game. <laughs> Did you never play that game? Okay. No. That, uh, but it, it, it reminded me of Prince of Persia, The Sand of Time, other than that it was better. Right, course, okay. Because that was a Jerry Bruckheimer awful producing movie. Right, okay. With Jake, 
Jake Gyllenhaal and yeah, I Kingsley. barely remember that movie, but I think it I mix it up with um the Mummy in my head a little bit. Right. Yeah. So that's why you didn't recognize it because you never played Prince of Persia. No. I don't even remember it being a game. I kind of remember the movie, but just barely. It was an awful game. Okay. <laughs> Other movies coming out this week uh, is a little independent movie called Brightburn, directed by David Yadorovsky, uh, produced by James Gunn. It has uh, Jason A. Dunn. Elizabeth Banks and David Dinoon in it. It has 80% of the Google's users that liked it. A 6.6 on IMDb and a Rotten Tomato score of 58%. And I can't fucking wait to see this movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm also excited to see this at... This is one of the movies I'm more excited for this month, except for the movie that we're going to cover next week. I'm also kind of excited for that as well. Mm -hmm. uh, the other movie that came out is Booksmart. Uh, mm -hmm. you, you saw this, right, Fro? I did. Uh, an academic overachiever, Amy and Molly, thought keeping their noses to the grindstone gave them a leg up on their high school peers, but on the eve of graduation, the best friends suddenly realized they have missed out on a special moment Oh, on special moments of their teenage years. Determined to make up for the loss of time, the girls decide to cram four years of not-to-be-missed fun into one night. So this is like high school... Uh, what, what's the Bachelor Party movie? Right, it's the coming out of each movie. Okay. Right, okay. It's, it, and it's uh, directed by uh, Olivia Wilde. Oh, and, pr uh, produce, producer Will Ferrell as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, starring Caitlin Deaver, uh, Beanie Feldstein, uh, Billy Catherine Lloyd, uh, Lord, mm -hmm. sorry. And anybody else big? Lisa Kudrow, uh, Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. Those are some big names right there. Mm -hmm. uh, Will Forte is in it, looks like. He's Did you say I, I'm to be in Rotten Tomatoes? No. Mm, no, not yet. Uh... Was Will Will Forte is kind of down on the cast list? Was he not in the movie all that much, Phil? Or no, he, he was. Uh, okay, that that's why. That's that's why. All right. Uh, Seven point six out of ten on IMDb. Ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Eight eighty-five percent on Metacritic, and eighty-one percent of Google users liked it. Those are some high scores. Mm hmm. What do you think, Phil? Uh, this is the best movie I've seen this year. Oh, so I, far. I need to see it then. Um. It's just fucking funny. I think one of my favorite things about it is like uh, um, one of the girls are openly gay. Okay. And there's no like, oh, am I gay or am I like, there's no com confusion in her. Her Like there, there's so many like coming of age movies that is about like the struggle of of being gay and she's like very like clearly happy about it mm -hmm. and i think that has to do with olivia wilde like olivia wilde has fucking surprised me she is maybe one of the biggest surprises of of 
of a generation for me. Like, I loved her in-house. Uh, right. And I, I, I think, I think when, when, when she, she became like out of, of the house and the stuff, she's done so much interesting. And it's very clear that this is uh, directed by a female because it's very like, it's, um, I think the only negative thing I can say about it that I, I think maybe people can bring up it, it's very like female centric. But I love that about it. I love how they don't make it a big thing that it's like that it's like directed by a female that it has female leads and it's very like strong women like uh, having a very very laugh out funny movie. Um, this this made me uh, like uh, sit and laugh out loud. Not many movies can do that now nowadays. All right. And how about a score? Uh, it's a nine and a half out of ten. Okay. okay. Uh, is that it for movies this week? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Uh, I'll pl- plug plug things. AudibleTrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Go get your free book and your free trial. Uh, Plug the show uh, for uh, for us. Go ahead and share the show out there on your social medias or whatever, or in, in IRL. If you're at the store <laughs> and you're buying a pack of gum and a and a beer and a tampon or something, mm-hmm. uh, just tell the guy the che- the checkout guy. Be like, hey, go listen to another digital citizen while you're at work. Uh, mm-hmm. It might get you fired, but it's worth it. That's what you should say to him. Mm-hmm. Play it on, on the loudspeaker in the store. I, yeah. I will give you I will give you a little like so. Okay, <clears throat> are you ready? Okay, play this part. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. There's a sale on Ale Out. Ale Out has a sale today. Twenty percent. Go and get it today. There. You welcome. Yeah, just go into Walmart. And pick up the phone that's on like the the wall there, and just put your uh, phone up to it and play that on, over the speaker for us, and videotape it and send it to us at another digital citizen at gmail dot com. <laughs> uh, any YouTube things you see in this week? Let's see. I sent you this. This isn't really from YouTube, but uh, I think I talked about this in the past. As like a concept for a show, I don't know if I talked to to you about it or what, but I saw this when I was watching the Jimmy Kimmel thing, and I remember okay. telling you like saying something to you or saying it on the show that you know what they should do with golf because golf is boring is just make miniature golf regular golf. Remember that, bro? Right. Remember right. me saying that to you at some point? I don't know if it was on the show yeah. or not. When the, Let's watch the uh, preview for this new ABC TV show, bro. Okay. Jimmy Kimmel Live Game No, th- Live? this is ju- it's a commercial that happened during the Jimmy Kimmel Live oh. show. Yeah. Uh, in three, two, one, play. Where miniature golf is extreme. Played in the 
is the exact thing I said. <laughs> wow. So it's uh, wipeout just with golf. mini golf. Yeah, mini golf wipeout. Yeah. But giant mini golf, like, which doesn't really make any sense. Giant mini golf is almost kind of like uh, an oxymoron. And, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, no YouTube drama this week. It feels a little like silent in the. Well, there was the Jake Paul, but we kind of talked about the Jake, or yeah, the Jake Paul stuff yeah. last week already. And that was yeah. kind of the thing this week with drama, right? So, yeah. Did you watch anything cool on YouTube other than that? Jeez, I'm trying to think. Did I? Not that I, not that I can think of. Did you? Oh, we fucking forgot one thing that we we, we were supposed to talk about. The Eurovision thing that you sent me. Oh, yeah, that's how did, we totally just... Uh, probably because I didn't put I it in our run sheet. I totally... That's, I suddenly remembered it. You want uh, me to go into the article? It? Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, let me find the article real quick. You kind of go into what it's about, and then I'll find the article. There it is. I don't really... Wait, no uh, okay, really Euro Eurovision... Okay. UK apparently came last in the Eurovision right. final, right? They yes. came in last. UK's last place Eurovision entry has, has been, uh, has, has its score lowered by five points. Organizers say a revision of the scores means the song bigger than us picked up only 11 points in Saturday's final. The contest mm -hmm. uh, contest said the incorrect calculation had been used to create a, a substitute set of points after Belarusian, the Belarusian jury was dismissed. I didn't hear about that. Uh, oh, yeah. This doesn't. This doesn't change the top. Uh, this doesn't change anything with the uh, top three, but it's sad for the UK because they got. Imagine getting last place, and then they go, "Well, actually, you you did get last place, but not as well as you thought you had gotten last place." <laughs> right, and it pushed Norway from four to fifth. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, it's kind of weird. Norway was among the countries started to be detected points that fell from 4 to 6. Oh, from 4 to 6, even. Uh, it's just like, you know, uh, skiing, I guess, is a good example. Skiing, when you do, like, a time trial run, and, like, if you miss it going past around a gate, They'll like deduct time from your uh, from your score at the end. You know what I mean? They deduct a certain mm -hmm. number of seconds. It's like if you got last place skiing, and then they deducted all this uh, time off, <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, you got last place, but it was way worse than you actually thought." <laughs> That's how. I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, another point for taking the fucking jury system away from Eurovision. Oh, I could talk for hours about how stupid, fucking atrocious I find that. Right, yeah, totally. But I will not, because next week we will talk news of the week. I'm going to predict. What are we going to cover next week? Uh, I will predict something to do with Julian Assange. 
Uh, yeah, Trump probably. will do something stupid. That's almost guaranteed. Uh, and the CNN will still think that Russia gate is real. <laughs> That's probably true. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we will watch uh, what if uh, episode two. Uh, yeah, it, it falls. It 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 kind of falls and goes on this episode. If this episode is as atrocious as the other one, uh, I'm not sure. Mm? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I am kind of looking for. I'm looking forward to it more than other shows. Uh, so. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, then we have another digital review of Ma. I'm so looking forward to this movie. Yeah. The trailer looks awesome. I've seen the trailer like a million times because they play it everywhere. It's been really uh, hyped up, but it does look like it's going to be an interesting horror film. I mean, just a standard normal horror film, but yeah. Yeah. But uh, what is our main topic, Luke? Uh, right. Um, abiotic... Uh, patrol uh, a a biogenic petroleum origin is what we're going to cover. Uh, or another way to put it is, oil isn't a fossil fuel conspiracy. Is another is an easier way to put it, which I'll probably is what I'm actually going to put on the podcast so people can actually understand what the hell that means. Uh, mm. But it's a hypothesis as to that petroleum and natural gas deposits aren't uh, from. Uh, de- decomposing organisms. Be- basically, gas doesn't come from dinosaurs, is is a basic way to put it, wow. but we're going to go deeper into it next week, and there's a whole conspiracy as to why the government would lie about gas not being from uh... Or oil, you mean? Yeah, gas, oil, uh, petroleum uh, in general yeah. not being from... or Why would they lie about that is the conspiracy theory, so we'll go into the next week. Yeah, because it's human blood. <laughs> <laughs> That's my conspiracy. <laughs> it's vampire cars. Right. Uh, it's human blood, but from, like, the two ladies from the 100 that have, like, the black right. blood. Yeah. Oh, fucking. The 100. Okay. I didn't Let's watch stop. it this week. I'm bu- That's one of the shows I'm behind on. But, okay, I, I'm giving up on one. <laughs> okay, well, I need to see it, uh, but I even said that last week. I was like, "Is this is this the end?" And like, uh, yeah, it sounds like it. Okay, it's, it's sadly it's like I I am so fucking uninterested in what's happening in that show now. Like I'm, I'm less interested in that than what if. To be honest, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more interested in what if than that saying something. Yeah, no. R.E.P. Rest in peace. It was good while it lasted, yeah. And then, I don't know, something bad happened here at the end, so. Uh, I mean, that's just. Sometimes that's just how show go, show, shows go, I guess. Um, yeah. Anything well, else we want to. You, you didn't cover, or I didn't cover? Let me see. No. Did we talk about so. Boris Johnson? Yeah, we talked about Boris Johnson. Uh, I just wrote down liberal conservative buddy system. I was thinking this week, uh, as far as like 
uh, people trying to separate uh, society into like the left-right paradigm. I was thinking a right. good way to defeat the left-right paradigm is to find somebody, if you're a liberal, go find a conservative person who you agree on certain things with. And if you're online and you write something about uh, whatever topic it is and some conservatives attack you, have a conservative there who's going to defend you on that topic and vice versa. If you're a conservative, mm -hmm. find a liberal. I, I'm a liberal, but I'm all for gun rights. That's something I'm not liberal on. So if you're a conservative out there and you're getting attacked by liberals about gun rights, find me and I'll defend you. And you'll they'll be, oh, why is this liberal believe in this? You know what I mean? Uh, and I think that's a way to defeat the left-right uh, paradigm we're stuck in right now uh, in different places. The whole left versus right thing is find somebody who you do agree with and defend each other. You're not a pro-gun control? I'm for gun control, but I'm pro-gun rights. I'm not I'm not for getting rid of guns. No, okay. No, no. Me neither. But, but right. I'm not... I'm well, in America, I'm not for a system like the UK, where only police have guns. I'm for... Right. Responsible gun over uh, gun owners being able to have guns. I'm for there being a test, like when you go to drive a car, on how to use a gun, which we don't have now. Right. But I'm not for banning guns, which a lot of liberals are for. That you know what I mean? So yeah. No, no, no. But I'm, I think I'm not, I, I'm 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 uh, I was going to say agnostic, but uh, I, I'm I'm uh, a pacifist. And I'm even not against guns, so. Right, but I would say Fro is more against guns than me. I would say in that well, respect, I'm a, I'm I'm a, a pacifist. Right. So, uh, yeah. But I don't see it, it as a pacifism issue because I'm a pacifist as well. This is where me and Fro kind of separate. Is that he sees it as a pacifism issue? I see it as as long as you're not using the gun against people, uh, then it's not an issue. Uh, if you're shooting animals for fun, it, it can be a pacifism issue. But if you're shooting animals for food, then I don't see it as a pacifist, pacifist, eh, pacifism issue. So it's a little, uh, I'm, I'm a, it's a complicated issue is the thing. There's different oh, yeah. sides to it. But a lot of people on the liberal side just want to go, ban guns. But I think a lot of those people have never been around a gun is another thing. I, I, I remember... Um... The last time I was uh, touched a gun or shot a gun, it was in uh, college when we had a, we had a, a day there where where we had like uh, different posts that we went to like would throw a ball on 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 bottles and bowl the ball and. They also had an air rifle there. Mm -hmm. that, sure. That's the last time I shot the gun. Uh, I personally would would not own a gun, but I don't. I don't have any problems with people owning a gun. I just don't want to have it myself. Right. But it's I just. Don't it, want to it's just a big issue. And as far as like, it was an example of how. I, my whole thing was the conservative liberal buddy system is kind of what I call it, especially online. 
I think if you if there is a controversial if it's abortion if it's this if it's that find somebody on the other right. side that agrees with you and work with them uh, to try to explain it to other people and even if they don't if the other people don't agree with you at least you can say you tried right yeah like you and me we 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 many times say we agree to disagree and we move the fuck on. Right, and also when we do disagree with certain things, like um, when we had uh, the conservative guy, Trump supporter, on, is because we wanted to find somebody and find some middle ground, and I think we did on that. We found middle ground where we agreed on things, so yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I have have conservative things that I I would say is not liberal. Um... Uh, I can't think of anyone on, on <laughs> the. Uh, well, I mean, most it. people would say um, the Brexit thing is 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 the big one for us that we oh, were yeah. kind of for a Brexit, and oh, yeah. liberals are not apparently, but right, we are. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, well, that makes us not not liberal. Okay, Jeremy, um, that was everything for you. Yep. <laughs> we love you. Uh, but uh, for everybody else, we love you too. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Uh, be safe. We'll see you next. Yeah, be safe. Uh, we will see you all next week. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye.